Uh. Round two. Mama. Mama. We made it. What it, what it, what it do to? <laughs> For the second time. Always got to be a second time. Always got to be a second time. The second time's a charm. We know Don't be gonna, alarmed. We know it's going to be a special one. What it is, baby. When we run it back, it's always special. Welcome, everybody, to the Mama We Made It podcast. I got my brother in arms sitting right across from me right now, Mr. BWC, Brandon Wade Creations Brandon in the motherfucking building. <laughs> Welcome, my brother. Yo, yo, yo. I'm happy so I'm so happy um, that we're able to sit with somebody like yourself. Um, just from me to you, you're a beacon of light. Um, I, I really feel like you have this aura about yourself as a person where. Whether you know what you do or whether I know what you do or I don't, I could just tell that like you're cool <laughs> is 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 you. Well, like well, you well, have well. you own your cool, right? Um and ladies and gentlemen, this gorgeous human being uh is literally the quintessential creator. Um multiple mediums and we'll get into all of that. But my brother, let's st- like you have one of the the dopest like nature versus nurture childhoods um, that I think I've ever come across, and it's so wild how circumstances in one's life coming up can really start to position their life to take shape in a certain type of way. Um, and you know, I think it's beautiful that you have this like early kind of dichotomy of the hood. And what's good, right? What mm. it do? Mm. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> so, so let's let let's take let's take the guest through your childhood, man. Let's let's start there. Ah, oh, wow. Uh, South Central LA, fourteen mm. fourteen West Thirty Sixth Street. What it do? Oh, West Thirty Sixth. Dropping that, dropping mom, the address. Yeah, throw, throw up the set, Jackie, <laughs> and my grandma, famous Belizean lady named Ruth Bishop. Uh, and they both raised me. The matriarchs. Raised by two beautiful women. That's um, amazing. And yeah, it all started there, man. Just like I lived in a house. I was So you're Belizean. Belizean. Background. Yeah. Got um, it. Full Belizean. Mom, dad, everybody. Okay. Awesome. Um they came, you know, to the US to you know America dreams. Everybody has uh, you know, money, get yeah. a good job and things. So that's why they came out here. And uh they ended up like coming to South Central LA. <laughs> that's the land of dreams. Yeah, the land of the dreams. That's where they were going for it at the time. And they came over yeah. here like during like welfare and all when government cheese is going on and all that. Other Absolutely. Shit. Um, obviously, I wasn't born at that time just yet. Yeah. And then I happened to be born in the house. And yeah, gr- growing up in my neighborhood and things, it was fun. Like growing up, I didn't you know realize I was growing up in the hood until after I got out the hood. But, really? Yeah. What was that? What was that like? Like growing up in my neighborhood. Yeah. It was fun. Like we did all types of stuff. Like I don't know, anything you can think of. I was an outside kid. 
and like all my friends on my in my neighborhood were outside kids mm-hmm. um whether if they were adopted or they were crack babies or whatever i mean anything you could think of like when we were outside playing like nobody cared if you had a dad or didn't or if your mom was a crackhead down the street like we just like played rollerblade bike we would build ramps out of like old doors wild like, it was just fun like it's interesting it wasn't because you, you you don't hear like the um this the stereotype of South Central LA is not what you're describing in terms of what you what maybe the media shows or what you've seen in like what people have seen in movies. It's like that. I mean, it's I, like I, that. But, but, it's but just, from but to talk about it from your perspective. Oh, but, yeah, I, yeah, but I think yeah. that's the beauty of like a child's perspective. Exactly. Because right? like in the first grade, do you think like little Betty knows that little Sue Young is Korean? No. Yeah, yeah, you know we, what I mean? Like or or that. little Brandon's black. Like nobody knows these things until we grow up. We just wanted to play like all like literally like and I'm so thankful like even though I'm young and like now we live in the information age and Internet era and all the craziness like I'm so thankful like I was a kid in like the early 2000s and stuff like when like it was no computers and popping like that crazy in everybody's homes and people weren't on social media and things because I got to enjoy playing outside and even now as like a, a young man like I thrive off of like like being outside even though i'm like an introvert and i mm. always at home in my little cave doing my thing i'm still a big kid and i love being outside and now when i like see kids like not outside and not playing it's kind of like wow well, yeah. <laughs> you know like you just gave your kid an ipad so you can shut up it's like, I, didn't, I didn't have that my, my mom give me a magna doodle or something you know <laughs> it's wild how kids are locked in these days man though. dude like uh, eyes not off the screen dog, no like, dude uh, so crazy like two-year-olds man two-year-olds two and they know how to work the phone oh yeah, by, by searching through youtube dog by far yeah. It's insane. You no, know, my two-year-old niece has a Facebook pro. No, I'm kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, they <laughs> people do have their ki- like. No, but no, but it's it's like it's crazy. Like uh, how far technology has come, especially in the youth, and how that's changing. I'm so curious to see how it develops in the next yeah. decade. I just it's hope it gets wild, people bro. like I. For instance, that's a you know a good thing you said. Like uh, uh, when the whole like Pokemon Go thing was popping off. Like I didn't get into it, but I would like just see how people it would get people out the house and i was excited like yeah like people are finally getting out yeah They're awesome it's wild like they got people out the house and got every single incorrect piece of information incorrect from them every, everybody got out the house but everybody's like walking past each other like robots bro not eyes seen. to the yeah. phone and yeah. if, you like, ever, if you've ever been to like you know like santa monica like pier and different things like when that was popping off it was crazy like people pushing like women pushing their strollers with their baby just looking at their phone on pokemon so zombie like, apocalypse oh so God. great but that's like what we're in and even i have times where i'm just like well i'm like just reaching for my phone and not even like noticing it's becoming like a habit and it's like, yeah but at least now i'm like more of an adult than a kid and i'm happy like i said like, we're I literally getting into like the play. ray curls wild world of like, singularity <laughs> and yeah, shit true. like yeah, just true. when when uh as a kid were you into art yeah super into art um it was just fun. I just like creating things because, like, uh, having that my family is from Belize and things is just like you know you don't have shit, so it's just like we just make it. You know, if my grandma like wants a bag or like see this like silk bag, she'll make a knitted version or like you know what I mean. Instead of like going out to like buy food all the time, make food. Yeah, it's just like if this door is broken, get something to fix it, and it's just like being around like that whole like perspective all the time like the tv's fucking up get some foil let's fix this yeah i can do this and seeing my grandma my mom like 
like now I appreciate so much. Like these women were like magicians. It was like nothing like my grandma or my mom could not like figure out in the house. That's wild. Even if they couldn't like reach for it, they would figure out how to reach for it or how to have me stand on something mm. and they hold me and then I get it and then they get it and then they use it. Like yeah. It was hey, just hey, always. No, shout out to kid Brandon here. And I'm feeling less of a man right now because I literally had my dad over here and I'm the least handy fucker on the planet Earth. Like, no. you asked me to change the light bulb, I'm going to have to be like, where the instructions at be? Yeah, no, nah, but yeah, to be like that, like, at least in my house, and I think that, like, trained me early to start being, like, the man of the house early, since mm. it was just my grandma and my mom, and mm. through that, I, like, learned so much, like, just being curious, just, like, if my mom buys me a toy car, like, take it apart, like, how can I, like, put it back together, what the fuck's inside it, you know? Did you I mean? feel like that as a kid? Like, did you conceptualize, you know, I'm I'm the man of the house, or was it just kind of... Nah, I didn't... just happen? I, like, just, like, now talking about my childhood, like, I didn't realize anything until, like... I started getting older. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize my surroundings until even when I got out, I understood it was like different. You know what I mean? Like I was living in a different area or like my household was different or it's a little weird. Like my, I don't have like a father in the house or there's not like a male in the house, but they didn't really like fully connect. Cause you know, like I said, I'm a kid. I'm not even like worrying about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, Oh my gosh. Like I don't have a like father figure in the house. I'm just like playing. Like you don't, yeah. you don't really like think about that stuff or I'm not like, Oh, there's crack kids around. There's crack. Oh my God. It's just like, I know that's a crack. Yeah. I know he's smoking crack. When I walk past him, don't even breathe. Just hold my breath. And then, Go play. Like, wow. I'm, not, I'm is, not like thinking of that. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking like, oh my gosh, there's prostitutes everywhere. I'm just like, no, she's working. <laughs> <You know? laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. And then like when you get older and you get out and then you start like, oh shit. Like now when I drive back, it's not as bad now when I drive back to my neighborhood or areas or different places. And I'm not acting, making it seem like, you know, I just grew up in like crack yeah or like drugs and like prostitutes but, and in those areas, but i did yeah. <laughs> and it's like reality you know what i mean and if for people who are that are listening and from la or from different areas they know like it it used to be crazy but now since like technology is popping and all these different things like people aren't out as much this is like when people were out yeah you know what i mean people were like actually oh, we're like selling drugs on the corner yeah. like mm-hmm. people are selling drugs like via instagram and it's like yeah. you don't even <laughs> and they can they catch an uber to give you the drugs and things so you like you don't even actually probably see them or yeah. you know they can get a buddy truck to deliver the kilo to you you know it's like, you don't even so see anybody different. like where is everybody at? <laughs> Where the fuck did everybody go? Where the fuck is everybody, dog? Nobody is here. Nobody is here. There are no fucking people anywhere. Phantom presence just arrived, and I don't know about right now. But yeah, I think that's what I just think. Where the fuck is everybody at? I feel you. I know, I don't be out. Like, I be in my cave, but it's still like, where did everybody go? What were some of your aspirations as a kid? Oh, man. I just wanted to just, I don't know. I think, like, I looked up to my grandma a lot because my grandma, like, she loved cooking and she yeah. just cooked. And I would see my grandma go to work. I mean, I'll see my mom go to work and she just like, ah, oh, fuck, work. Yeah. Damn, I'm tired of work. But I'll see my grandma just, like, wake up at 4 a.m. Because she always work, woke up super early and went to sleep super, like, early, too. Yeah. <laughs> She'll wake up and, like, put on her, like, nightgown, you know, uh 
put on like a clay mask or something to relax, watch like I Judge Judy, it. watch like I, du- shout out watch to watch WWE like E no. WWF every fucking day. Really? After that, it. like oh the Rock one great, then go like cook and shit. And I'm just like <laughs> the, wa- the, the, the Rock, the rock one great. <laughs> I'm gonna go cook. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go cook. And if the Rock loses, she's fucking pissed. Wow, like, you're pissed. Don't even talk to y'all. Fools affected that day, she's but it's like. like like seeing like you know well i did at the time i didn't even think of like dang my grandma has a lot of money she does or my mom has i didn't even think of that i just saw like my grandma is doing what she loves every day mm. and that's it and, and it that, showed and it showed like you know like she she hustled she set up shop you know like and i seen that with a lot of people in my family like they set up shop like when they don't you even trip. Grandma set up shop what what was that Set up shop means like, you know, like cool, like you knit sweaters, cool. Set up shop, like start knitting them, knit like 10, start selling them to local friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my grandma sold uh, Belizean food out of the house. So she had like wow. clients, like weekly clients. Um, and she would uh, serve different dishes like weekly. So, you know, her phone would always be ringing like, you know, Ooh, Bishop, what, what food do you have this week? And, you know, I have like Ducanoa rice and beans, garnaches, like, you know, just different like Belizean meals and stuff. And she would, yeah take people's orders cool and you know they'll pay her and then she'll make it you know and that week they'll pick it up and also she made like different uh pastries and Belgian breads and different things and your house had to just be just like aromatic as hell dog it was growing up it was crazy i used to hate because like my grandma's old school and shit so she doesn't like open the door the windows and stuff because she thinks people can always break in (laughs) so if she's like frying fish it would just be like fishy as fuck and she'd be (laughs) burning incense but then we had carpet so in south central like for people that (laughs) might live in south central now or don't like they know it's just like when it's hot, your house is blazing, especially if you don't have AC. And my grandma does not believe in AC. It's burning too much current, you know? So she just have a fucking fan on. It was just like, fuck, it's hot as fuck in here. Like, yeah. And when it was cold, oh my gosh. Freezing. <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> Duh. And it's like growing up, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, you get in her car, it's like, don't push my seat back too far, you're going to break it. And it's like, oh, my mom is like she doesn't use ac and stuff and like you know they're just like growing up like they don't you know they don't have much so they just like yeah mold their life to be like that you know her yeah. my grandma not growing up in like with a refrigerator electricity in belize so like she goes to the grocery store every day to Wild. go buy different things because that's just what she used, used yeah. to you know it's so like if i'll go to like food for less at the corner it's just like oh your grandma's not with you? I'm like, ah, oh, no, she's coming here right now. <laughs> I just walked in she's first. Here. No, she's, she's here. But yeah, I just saw like how like their like, you know, society and what they grew up around molded them to be like, and that kind of like molded me a bit. But So you had two very strong women figures in your life. Yeah, yeah. My mom was like, she was more of like the Belizean like woman who lived in the United States mm. and started becoming more of a United States lady and my grandma's old school like Belize you know I don't I don't give a fuck yeah I'm not yeah yeah, exactly and when I was at home I was like at Belize even though I I wasn't born and raised there but I you know if a if a kid is from Japan I mean if a kid's family is from Japan and they speak Japanese and it says they cook Japanese food and he lives on Wilshire what do you think he is? He's yeah. Gonna, he's going to be like, shit, I'm Japanese. Like, Straight I didn't even up. have to grow up there to even like know anything. Straight up. You know? Yeah. My grandma is like reading a Belizean newspaper, the Amandala, like every morning, like 
especially getting first generation to families like yeah especially with, with, with like the grandmother especially at the head of the man especially and they're all out here like my grandma's out here her sister's out here and all these people and it's just like that's what i know and like like i said the whole setup shop thing man like it's so powerful like mm. i think that's what helped mold me a lot like today and i'm happy for and, and blessed to have that like hustle in my blood yeah you know what i mean and i and hustle and that you know you got to be the fucking richest dude in the world but just the fact of like making it work like if i say i'm gonna do something i can just like start today and like figure out how to do it by myself and absolutely ask like 10 people or i need 10 people to go do something like my grandma my mom set up shop <laughs> yeah straight up <laughs> yeah. what was what was school like for you growing up school like elementary was like a little weird Okay. At first, it was fun. It was fun. Like, elementary, middle school was fun, but, like, I think, like... Were you el- going to elementary school out in that area? Yeah, yeah. I went okay. to uh, Bright Elementary. It's on 36th Street, so it was on, like, a block away from my house. It was on the same street, just on, like, the further block. So, I would, like, walk there, um, and it was fun. I They had a program called YS Care, and, you know, for those from L.A., if you ever like play caroms before you know what that is of course man. and i used to be fucking crazy at caroms oh, like caroms I'll, and I'll, kickball were my two things that i was just like i get my shine on what's like, caroms dude i will i will slaughter you in caroms bro i haven't played caroms in years but i'm you sure i'll murder you but anyway <laughs> 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 but like like kickball like when they would give me that perfect bouncy you know oh, what I mean? and oh, my yeah. foot gets uh, right under there right, right. it's y'all. over the gate yeah over every time and our yard place. wasn't big so it's like over the gate every time but yeah elementary elementary was cool like it only got like weird like and for me, I laugh about it now, but it only got weird when, like, they'll be like, so what are your favorite dishes for yada yada? And, you know, there's a lot of, like, Hispanic kids at my yeah. school and stuff. So they'll have, like, you know, enchilada. I don't know, you know. What was you know? weird about that, though? Because, like, my family's from Belize, so like we have, like, milk cake. We have, like, dukano. We have garnacha. We have different things. And, like I said, my grandma cooked a lot. Mm-hmm. My mom is just like over Belizean food. She's coming from Belize. She had Belizean food all her life. Wow. Now she's in the state eating Belize. So my mom would get off of work. She would try to take me at the time to like Taco Bell or Sizzlers or different things like that. But my grandma was like, no. <laughs> no, that stuff is gonna give you worms. That stuff, gonna, yeah. you know what I mean? Probably, what, what's, probably right. She was actually right. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, but, I feel grandma right yeah, now. Yeah, like, but she's, I, I'm, I'm glad she she was like. She threw the 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 hex on Taco Bell yeah. at an early age. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like when they would ask questions like those and I would respond and I'm like the only like Belizean kid at school, then it's just like, you eat what? Yeah. And I'm just like, milk cake. <laughs> <laughs> you put milk on cake. I'm like, yeah, milk. Yeah. And then like, like, and it's just like, that's when like things got weird. But it's Super like, for me, shock. it was like, yeah, culture shock. But for me, it was like normal, you know what I mean? My mom's pulling up blasting reggae music, like Sizzla and different people like that. Ooh. And like people are just looking like. Shout out to Sizzla. Shout hey. out to Sizzla. You know, my mom, like people are looking like. And it was it was definitely like a time period when I was just like. Um, and I think that's what happened when my mom came to the U.S. from Belize. Like I've seen how my mom like kind of like. And so many different people like they try to be so Americanized because they don't like, uh, you know, they don't appreciate where they come from so much because they come out of the U.S. and it's just like they think they're so different and mm-hmm. stuff. And, I, and growing up as a kid, like when well, my mom would come to my house or come to my middle school and stuff playing Israel Vibration or playing Eka Mouse or different things like that, I'd be like, Ugh. you know what I mean? What do you mean, like, uh, 
I don't know. It's just like, you know, like, uh, there goes the kid that his mom plays reggae music loud and pull up, you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> we would go to a Bob Marley day and I remember having like my like medallion on that I always wanted. Cause like, I would look at like these different reggae artists album covers that mm-hmm. my mom had. She would like take me to Amoeba music yeah. and different things. And she just loved roots reggae and all these artists. And I, I would see them where they're Clark desert boots. And yeah. I see them where they're like, medallion with like the african like the red gold and green it's like man i like you know the style wise i look up to that i see like you know like uh gregory isaac and you know how he's posed and different i'm like wow like you know because this is what my mom's telling me like man these are the the dudes so i'm growing up like man this is what i need to be like Mm. i admire these people and i would go to like my middle school with a medallion and just like because what the fuck is that like are you african or some shit (laughs) i'm just like um nah (laughs) and like right right then is like when you start to like easily be like uh like you don't appreciate your your uniqueness. Yes. Well, it's it's, it's weird because uh, it's like you're trying to fit in. Yeah, you were talking about that too. Like, I mean, you moved around a lot. Yeah, but you know, it's it's such a weird thing when you try. You have to, for the sake of fitting in, kind of lose yourself. Of you, you lose are. yourself so and, much, and yeah. it, and it sucks that it happens at a young age. Of of. You know, you're so as a kid, all you want to do is fit in. All you want to do is be oh, like, yeah, <laughs> and it. how that you know you're going home every day with this heavy, heavy Belizean influence, like mm. from the culture to the food to the lifestyle. Exactly. And but you're spending your days in a school that's not. So it's like this. These kids are ruthless, dog. These yeah. kids are ruthless. And These like, kids say like, I don't even know where they get it from, man. <laughs> like, where do you even find out? Do you even know what this means? Like people are saying. I mean, shit that will rip you apart, like yes. uh, literally rip you apart. Like it's kids wild. will rip you apart. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not it's prepared, crazy, <laughs> it's wild how kids start out. Like we as kids start out as like blank slates that just have the world ahead of them. And you go and to school, you, and it's like oh, ruthless <laughs> age in the early years of elementary where kids are just like psycho bullies. Bro. Elementary, elementary was cool. I think middle school is where it got crazy. Yeah, because then that's like when kids start like cussing. Yeah, on their own time, you know, mm-hmm. like they use a different curse word, like every sentence, because they think it's cool. Like, <laughs> but like elementary, when I I grew up in elementary and stuff, like my kids, I went to my elementary school, stayed in the neighborhood, you know, so it was just all like local kids. Even if they didn't grow up on my block, and like I would, I would never go on the other block, so I never hung out with those other kids, even though we can see them from our block, like that we don't go on that really? block. Really? Why? I mean, because everything's like uh, gang affiliated. Oh. Like Shit, I live yeah. on 36 and right across the street is like the twenties and those are bloods and stuff. And it's like, I couldn't hang out with those kids that go over there. Even though like my family at the time were like, I have some that were bloods and different things. Like I wouldn't, we wouldn't go on that side and play with them because mm. you don't want to get like beat up. So you had to like stay on your side. So I would just like stay at like Danker Park or on my block and just like stay there with the local kids on my block. But I wouldn't like go off of, and my mom wouldn't allow me to go on like other blocks like at all. Got it. At all. Like my grandma, if she drives down my block or my mom and they don't see me, like it's a wrap. I'm I'm getting my ass whipped. Really? Wild. Because it's like, it's too. Is that serious? Yeah. Like around that time, like growing up, like late 90s, early 2000s, like in LA, the the gang yeah it stuff was very was like, it was very it prominent was, it was very like it Absolutely. was like to the point where it's like you would get beat up if you weren't different color like certain colors course, but yeah. now it's like not even like an issue you know yeah I mean? but like around that time Absolutely. Up, it, but even then that was like the norm for me like i didn't even you know think twice about it just like oh it's normal like i don't go there 
even though I can see these fucking kids right there. Yeah. They're riding a bike that I like too. I probably have a lot in common, but I've never connected with them because it due to like gang affiliation in different like neighborhoods and stuff. And That's our so parents wild. wouldn't allow us to go. Like, did you have there. friends that did like that you grew up with that eventually, um, you, you know, joined gangs or as they got older? No, or was it, it was really almost separate. everybody. Oh, almost everybody. Almost everybody. Really? Oh, everybody. Wow. So how'd you, was it your parents, uh, your grandma and your mom's influence that kept you away from that more than anything? Or was it you too? I think it was like both and just like, believe it or not, like, um, I didn't realize it until like now, but my mom was like, she didn't even know that she was like basically hypnotizing me as a kid because like I said, I grew up on roots reggae, so not dance hall. So like, you know, the Sizzlas, the Bushman, the different Israel vibration, different people. Mm -hmm. I grew up on these people and they're, they're talking about positive things and positive messages. And mm. that whole time I'm riding in my mom's car, even though occasionally she would play like, you know, dance hall and different things. But, you know, while we're driving in the car, while we're in the house on Sunday, while she's cleaning up and my grandma's cooking different things, my subconscious mind are like soaking up like mm. all these, all this like wisdom and stuff. And yeah. I don't even notice it. You know what I mean? Like it's like in here. Wild. But now I realize like, damn, like that played a big role. And I feel like, even though like growing up without a father figure in the house, like these different like male reggae artists and groups were actually like father figures to me daily. Yeah. And I, and my mom didn't even realize it, you know, nobody did, but just for me, like learning, learning, connect that. Yeah. Yeah. Learning about the subconscious mind, conscious mind and all the shit, like how it doesn't sleep and like, Oh fuck, you know? So, yeah, there were times when I hang out at parks and I see different friends. Like I grow with get jumped into gangs and I was like, literally it happened right in front of me. But I don't know. I was just, I was just always kind of just like the cool one that everybody like, I wouldn't get like punked or anything. I like fucked with, but I was just Did like you the ever different that, one. Like period where it was like a question for you or you didn't even like 1000%. Yeah. I mean, that must, it must be tough. Like as a kid, One thousand. Yeah. Cause how was that? Like at that age, kind of looking back at it. Cause like, I don't know, man. Like, I think something in me just, like, knew, like, that's just not what I wanted to do in my mm. life. And even though I'm, like, not, I wasn't, like, a wuss or anything, I just didn't want to just be, like, fighting. Yeah, you knew there was something yeah. off about it. And my mom, the thing is, my mom and my grandma, they were so, like, upfront to me with everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my grandma, like, would tell me, like, like, my grandma and my mom would show me, like, as a fucking kid, dude, like, show me. And to some people, it might be, like, what are they crazy but it's like <laughs> i got exposed to so much crazy shit as a kid as a kid you don't notice it's crazy but yeah. now i'm thinking like well i got exposed to so many crazy things but just real life and due to those things is what caused me now and not to even care for that stuff because i already got exposed it's not like where a parent has a child and they like you know keep them in a cage and they don't let them get out or listen to different music or know about anything and yeah. when that kid gets older they're gonna fucking go to college and do coke every day you know what yeah. I mean? yeah it's like i was already seeing people do crack i already knew what i already knew what crack was i already mm. knew what prostitution was my mom told me about it i already knew what gangs were i already wow. knew about, about the different sets i already knew how to throw up the gang signals i knew what the gang signs meant that was graffiti That's on the so wall pa- parents were worried about talking to their kids about sex and you're over here Man, knowing about prostitution. my mom used to tell gangs. me like yo like if you want to smoke weed let me know i'll get it for you and roll it my for mom you. did the exact same thing i don't even smoke weed now but bro, I i'm not against I, it i didn't start smoking saying. weed until the end of high school and I remember my mom also hypnotized the fuck out of me. Yeah. Right. She gave me a mind fuck because when I was in the 
seventh grade, mm -hmm. right? My mom actually came over, came home from work and was like, just randomly started up the convo. She's like, and are kids starting to talk about marijuana and things like that at your school? And like me having the respect for my mom, I'm not going to say no, but I was like, uh, yeah, all this. She's you. like, okay, that's this age, right? These things are around, right? I just want to, she, she literally was like this, I just want to let you know something, okay? You may be exposed to these things, just know this and promise me this. Your first time, I don't care what it is, whether it's the marijuana or the ecstasy. She was listing off these yeah, drugs, yeah, yeah. right? She's like, your first time, I want you to promise me that if you want to try it, you try it with me. <laughs> Tell me, I'll go get it, and then you can do it in the house. I want your first time, if you want to do this, to be with me. Dog, drugs were so uncool to me after that, yeah, dog. Yeah. Oh my. I, was, I was like... <sighs> Like, y'all over here smoking weed, like, chilling, like, oh, no, we're so rebellious. I'm like, bitch, if my mom was, like, down to do it with me, like, y'all are phony as shit right now. Even even so though, like, the first time I smoked, it, it, on wasn't, it wasn't, like, with my mom. But like. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild, though, because, like, for me, it, it became something not mischievous. Yeah, instantly. Instantly. So, like, it wasn't one of those things of, like, oh, damn, we're, like, we're rebelling as kids. I was yeah, like, dog, y'all over here like hiding and shit. Like, yeah. if I want weed, I'll go call my mom. Like, how yeah. cool is that? It was so it's, uncool to me. Yeah, I hear that. I wonder if more parents had those kind of talks with their kids, if that would be more. I'm sure. Than, if that would be I'm more sure. Because, I mean, like, think about it. Like, think about when, when you start thinking about, like, no father figure, right? One of the biggest, I feel like, impacts of not having a father in the house is that, like, man conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? The father being able to, like, talk to the son or the daughter even. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? About things from a man's perspective. Because there's, some, there's, there's things that mothers can give you, but then fathers also have a different viewpoint. So you start seeing the world from these two lenses. You know what Ooh, I mean? A thousand percent. I think, though, like, me not having that, I didn't realize, like, how not having that father figure actually, like, benefited me so much mm, yeah and most people would complain like i didn't have a dad or yada yada but it's like for me it actually was like benefited me so much because i was able to like fully be myself because i didn't have any like actual male to like help mold me mm. you know what i mean even though i like had like the my grandma and my mom and women to like you know nurture me and care for me and different things mm -hmm. on the other part of like being a man and like my own personal style and stuff i like created all that on my own yeah from just like different things i soaked up and saw as like a youth like growing up and i'm like actually thankful for that because it's like i was cool with my like i didn't i really did not have like <clears throat> a horrible like childhood yeah i didn't real like i said i just didn't realize how like interesting it was yeah. until i got out but like I, I would never sit here and tell you like man it was so tough growing up in the because it wasn't like yeah. we had fucking fun we played outside it's wild how for all so day. many people it's like that though because like when you're young you don't see the shit like that like mm. when you're young you don't have the stigma of like rich or poor you know I, I, I even feel like rich kids growing up don't like know that they're super entitled it's just like okay it's summertime. We're going on our vacation to Connecticut. Like Just for them, it's normal. Yeah, it's normal. You know what I mean? Um, I do feel you're very lucky, though. One thousand percent. Super I, I, lucky. I, yeah, man. I think you, you're, you're in a, 
I think you're you're in a rare position having that influence. Obviously, you talked about it with your friends, super, um, who weren't probably as lucky at all. But my my mom, like you know, like my mom and my grandma, it was always love. Like yeah. no matter what was going on, like I could have got you know got in a fight in my neighborhood, like down the street. But when I got home, it was love. I could have like it could have been a shooting at the park or mm-hmm. like. Could be any, you know what I mean? Anything, but when I go home, it's a little Belize. <laughs> Grandma, my mom, it's lit yeah. food. Grandma's you cooking. You eat, yeah. you know what I mean? A whole fucking fish on the fucking plate. Yeah, because going to what you said, Noosh, is that, you know, uh, it, it's 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 the environment that's created yeah. for you. Absolutely. Whether, whether that's, you know, for you, it was your home environment. And you, you just have to feel safe. You could, yeah, you could you always come to, back to a safe yeah, place. Exactly. I don't know if it's so much about rich or poor or hood or no, at all. At all. It, like, that, that doesn't matter. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's what you're, you know, who basically is in charge of your environment, yeah. your, your parents or whoever's raising you, um, what they create for you. And, you know, for them to... Um, in a, in a big way, they protected you from so much. Yeah. So, 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 you know? so much. I think, like, and I didn't even realize until now, but, like, you know, I, I didn't have any, like, crazy trauma in the house or anything happened. Like I said, it was all love. And even when they were like, don't go here, don't go there, I would listen to them because my mom isn't, like, some geek off the street. My mom, like, when she came from Belize and stuff, her friends and people she was hanging out with were in the hood. Yeah. So, you know, she... She knows what's she's up. She's been in drive-by shooting she's been in cars where they were doing drive-by shooting my mom my mom has like seen all this stuff Mm -hmm. so when she like would tell me certain stuff about like what not to do in the neighborhood she's coming from like a street smart perspective not just like mommy and she's coming from like a real place and my grandma is telling me too because she would be outside watering the plants and see shit (laughs) you know and it's like yeah they would just be raw with me. I mean, raw. Show me fucking jail like documentaries and like <laughs> scaring this is not fake. This is what they straight. do. So if you want to go out here and like fool around and be like them, you're gonna be here. You mm-hmm. see where they at? That's what you're gonna do. Wild. And I would just be like, fuck. Like just no matter what. Like I've I've never been in handcuffs in my life. Yeah. And and I grew up in South Central LA. Like you don't. I just feel like you don't have to use like <laughs> unless you know everybody has their issues and problems and shit. I can't and, and everybody copes with things differently, but. I just don't like really want to like use like my environment or my circumstances or this is like why I can't do what I want to in mm-hmm. life or why I have to be a certain way. Like mm-hmm. I can't say like, Oh, I didn't have a dad in like my life or like that's why I'm in jail and that's why I'm in trouble. But like at the end of the day, we all, ha- we all can make our own decisions. We have to be responsible for that. Absolutely. You know I mean? Like I'm just, like I said, I'm happy and thankful that I had those women in my life because if I had a dad and, you know, who knows? It could be arguing in the house. It could be different things. Yeah. I'd have probably like fucked me up as a kid, like being sensitive and all that shit would like fuck me up. But I didn't mm. like I would never see my grandma and mom like be going at it like crazy. Even mm. if they're pissed off, they're just going in the room and not talk. Yeah. Know, for like a day. And then yeah. they'll like talk later on because of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, that's their prized possession. <laughs> again, yeah. uh, for real. Uh, again, just very, very lucky, man. Bless, because, you know, man. that like I mean, you see, you see families growing up in the nicest of areas. That I see it in, indoors. It's like uh, it could be a fucking nightmare. It's wild, bro. Because nightmare. for me, like my parents used to fight all the time, mm-hmm. but I started realizing that it was just because they couldn't communicate well. Right? It wasn't that they didn't like each other. Had the other. It's just that as a couple, they were two tremendous parents, but horrible spouses. Right? But even when they fought, and let's say they throw things or start yelling. 
Like, I was actually able to notice that my parents were throwing things at each other to miss. Like, specifically. You know <laughs> a I mean? lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Like, you're, it's good that you have, like, a strong And also, mind. like, every time, like, you know, I moved around probably, like, 12 times as a kid. But every time I'm, my dad would leave the house, right, I'd have to stay with my mom and be the man of the house, right? But every single time, my dad would sit me down on the couch and say, look, your mom and I aren't getting along right now. It's not because of you know that, right? I'm sorry you're going through this. Know that we both love you. It's it's us. But they always establish that. But that keeping it real right there. Yeah. And like communicating that straight up. You, even though you probably didn't like seeing that as a kid. Yeah. But that like it didn't give you time for your mind to wander and like think no. all these crazy things. No. Like he didn't even give you no. that. No. It's like as soon and as like, it happened, as a man, him, he was a man about it and was like I'm always here for you. I'm a phone call away. My apartment's right down the street. I'm not going to be here every day, but you know if you need anything, let me know. And now that I'm gone, you're the man of the house and you take care of your mom, yeah, right? Yeah, so your dad's leaving, but he's saying, now it's your job, but I'm here still. You need anything from me, I'm here. So I feel like those open channels of communication between kids and parents is so important, so right? Important. Whether both parents are in the house or not, like just the vulnerability of a parent. Cause I like, think about it, dog. Like when people have kids, our parents didn't know what the fuck was going on when they were having kids. Our friends that are having kids don't know what the fuck's going on. When <laughs> yeah, they have kids. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody right. Knows. But if you're able to just be open and be willing to make mistakes and all this, I feel like it just produces a better environment for the child or whoever's growing up in it. Right. And that also shows, and this is a beautiful segue here because that also shows the importance of both nature and nurture, mm-hmm. right? The, the environment, but also the ability for those beings in the environment to really play a role into your development, mm-hmm. right? Wherever it may be. And there's a beautiful part in your story, B, where um, we were talking about this earlier. I don't remember what grade it is, but your mom met some people that were very wealthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. this kind of change the course of you of your possibilities in these developing years yeah, right that that's definitely like a huge turning point i realize now that's why i'm like so blessed because even though like i was into different things like growing up as a kid i was always like the outcast friend you know just a little different like he's kind of like <laughs> he wear wallet chains kind of you know, he's, <laughs> he's listening to rap rock skateboarding and, and, and wearing tech deck shirts you know like, <laughs> but he's yeah. cool i like him respect but um if i didn't have like that moment that we we're about what to was talk that about, moment um so my mom used to work at like learning smith in the beverly center and she was working there for like years she was like a manager like at that time, good job, good job, yeah, manager, start, good job, you're doing big things, yeah, <laughs> big Ooh. things, and big things, and like, uh, since she was at the manager at the store, sometimes if she would pick me up from school early before she go to work, or like, go on break and pick me up, and then just have like three hours before she get off, or whatever it may be, they or on the weekends even, they will allow me, shoot, since she was the manager, they will allow me to stand in front of the store, and like, help customers come in and this is like the beverly center like my local mall is like the crenshaw mall not even actually look my my local mall is a sauce and swap meet so i, <laughs> I would go to sauce and swap me and get like low rider cars and ices and a churro every weekend that's what my <laughs> yeah. mom would treat me churro icy low if you're a good low rider car or you know just a hot wheel but yeah. uh 
Yeah. How um, old were you when, you, like, during this time when you started going to your mom's work at the Beverly Center? I was probably in elementary still, man. Cool. Oh, yeah, elementary. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But I was still, like, conscious of, like, what was going on. But yeah. I, I used to like the Beverly Center going there because, like, I remember my cousin used to work across the street at, like, the Beverly Connection. Yep. You know, like, Beverly Center, oh, like, yeah. early 2000s, like, that was, the mall was, like, the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and man. Be- and Beverly Connection wasn't really that cracking. Really wasn't cracking, but Beverly Center, <laughs> sir, man, you see celebrities, they're all type of shit. Yeah. But, so she worked at the store called Learning Smith. Okay. And they used to play like all these crazy National Geographic like uh, VHSs, and they sold them. It was basically a learning store, self development store. They would show you like different like musicians and music conductor. Like a I don't remember his name. He was like a blind conductor, and he wrote like some of the most like beautiful. Andrea Bocelli, yeah, yeah, they would like pl- I don't know his name, but they would play like different things like that. They had like different like globes and maps and like gadgets and like you know just so whatever like cool gadgets they'll have at the moment they had me outside playing with it like in front of the store and that was somehow like attract a kid to be like hmm mommy and then they'll go in there and they'll buy (laughs) but she had obviously had like a lot of like loyal like weekly customers and like I guess one of the late, and they were all wealthy. You know, if you're shopping at the Beverly Center, like early 2000s, you got a little cheddar. That's <laughs> 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 you know, barely, you know what's going on, man. Beverly Center is like crazy, dog. Yeah. Man, I used to love that shit. Oh, like, yeah, it was great, man. <laughs> it's butt now, but it used to be crazy. Well, they're, yeah. they're doing construction now. Oh, so they're going to turn it up. Yeah, huh? turn it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at the Banana Republic there. Really? Whoa, Whoa you've been on swag like hey, from hey, day no, one. No, but he applied for Abercrombie first. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you're not white enough for <laughs> you're, not, you're not white enough for wow. no rare items in there but yeah man so uh i guess i guess like uh these people are very wealthy and they had offices at their house and they're i guess they came up to my mom like hey we have office there are we looking for like a manager like i mean or like assistant manager like i just worker would you be like down i guess and I think, like, from there, my, I guess my mom was working at, like, Learning Smith and the Beverly Center for so long mm-hmm. that it was just, like, all right, I, don't, I don't know what the... So this wealthy was. family, like, grew to build an attachment with your mom. Yeah, because they were, like, her, like, weekly customers because they would come there and buy things for their kids, mm. you know, different learning books, different, you know, solar system-like projects and things. Cool. So it was just a learning store, gadgets, and, and I guess that's why I'm into so many just like random like geeky things yeah. like that, like you know, because <laughs> she was just like get them for me as a kid as like a job, like this is like on clearance, you know, I got yeah. this for you, and I was just like have these like random toys that and nobody on my block would know what the fuck that is. You know? how, how did that move? How did how did that kind of affect you? Well, my mom working at learning. No, school? your mom having that opportunity presented by that. Oh, family. it was dope. So, um, they had like offices in their house and they stayed in Beverly Hills. Like, uh, at the time their house was like maybe like two houses away from the Playboy mansion. So they're like, they were right behind like the Beverly Hills oh, hotel ish. Right yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They right, were, like, they were like Humby, big time. Humby Hills. Yeah. They were big time. That's like no joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even like know what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, Oh, my mom got a, a job and, that was around the time I was about to start going to middle school. Um, and that's when they were like the, the lady, you know, um, the wife was so nice for some reason. They just attracted to my mom and me so much. I really don't know why. Um, because they, they didn't have to, you know, they could have just gave a shit less about me and they could just been like, there's another lady working at my job. Yeah. I don't care about your kid. Totally. But they just attracted to me for some reason, and my mom so much. And 
uh, they wanted me to go to like a private middle school in like Culver City and things. And I guess they didn't realize like me, like what I look like, <laughs> you know, complexion and different things. And uh, in the neighborhood I grew up in, like if they if these schools saw those addresses there, they don't want you. Yeah. But for them, you know, they're kind of naive in that field so they don't there's like oh beverly Hills, oh, he's a nice kid like you know but these people don't know me <laughs> he's know a nice man? kid go yeah. take him for an interview take him for an interview so like, i remember it doesn't work like that man <laughs> i remember going to like to interviews and like when i'm about to go to middle school like so different charter schools and private schools and like beverly hills and you know to go to these schools you need to have a like go there for like a few hours during the day and mm-hmm. see they want to see how you interact you're like a a rat in a lab or something like taking notes on you and shit jesus uh, I was like the only black kid that was in there at the time. This is kind of, you know, when I fully started getting out of my um, comfort zone. I wasn't uncomfortable, but I mean, just like getting out, getting out. And even when I was at my mom's job at Learning Smith, it would be occasionally kids that I would like play with and see all the time that were cool. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like an issue. Like she had so many different like cool like clients. But um, when I went to these schools, like they just didn't like me. It was just like, I remember going to one school and I remember my mom like yelling on the phone, like, what? He has ADD. What? What the, what the fuck do you mean? My son doesn't fucking. And I just don't. I didn't, you know, I'm in the car. Mom, I don't know what that means. But now I like understood like what all that shit meant. Like why I didn't get into these schools. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I ended up getting into like a school called Emerson Middle School. My home school was Fauche in South Central. My mom didn't want me to go there at all. Yeah. She was not fucking having it. So uh, her boss and her helped me go to uh, Emerson Middle School. I think they used the boss's address. And, you know, at the time, like, address is, like, that was, was a big set trip. And, like, oh, if, yeah. <laughs> if you have this address, we're not letting you in the school, you know, because you don't belong here. Yeah, it's a huge I don't thing. know. I don't know if they're big on that now. But at the time, it was, like, especially Absolutely. in LAUSD and different districts, they were not fucking with that. So uh, we used my mom's uh, boss's address. And I got into Emerson Middle School. Perfect beautiful got in a music program yeah shout out to mr lanny man i don't know if that dude's even fucking alive man. my music teacher was fucking awesome man. he was so old so so old. what was that like going to this whole new environment beautiful this, this, man. this new school in a new area beautiful i loved it I, I sixth grade i liked it but then it started like being like just more kids from different neighborhoods coming in because they would get kicked out of these like okay. other schools and that's kind of when it started just becoming like kind of no different from my school in my neighborhood okay you know but after after school like my mom would pick me up or they would have like a, a one of the runners that worked for my mom's job come pick me up so it'll always be like a random dude picking me up that I, I knew you know i didn't like not know him i knew him because he worked at my mom's job but it'll always be like a different one yeah picking me up would be like a guy named juan or you know whoever <laughs> and they'll pick me up take me to go get something to eat and then dropped me off at the house at my mom's job. And most of the time I didn't do my homework. So, or I would just lie and say I do my homework and I would get to run around the mansion. I'll go downstairs, um, play pool. That had to just be like sensory overload for you. Uh, it was fun because I was already an only child. And I, even though I have friends on the block, like mm-hmm. that doesn't mean like those kids would be able to play outside every day. Like, I don't know their circumstances or like if they're in punishment, but did you start to see a different, like get a different perspective on being in two extreme different neighborhoods? 
I started to, at yeah, the same time. When I, you know, when I would go, like, go in their treehouse and play on the trampoline or go on their tennis court and play basketball by myself. And it's just like a fucking, like, I don't know, a bin full of every different balls you can think of. <laughs> tennis balls. <laughs> it's just like anything, anything you can think of, every bike. They had Razor scooters. Razor scooters weren't even popping yet. I didn't see one kid on on a street with a Razor scooter. Wow. And I was like riding this shit out there. I was in. <laughs> I was like fucking blown away, dog. And it it really didn't hit me until like now it fully hit me. But when at the time I just started noticing like ah like why don't our neighborhood look like this? Why is there no trash on the ground over here? Why is there trash everywhere? Why is there green grass here? Why is it like dead plants fucking every? You know, yeah, that's yeah. kind of where you're just like, why is there graffiti on the wall here? Why? And you know, that's when you kind of start questioning. Yeah. But like, you know, my mom was, you know, that's the way it is. Or like, you know, because how can they enter that? Yeah. You know, they don't even fucking know like why it's like. It's that. such a unique <laughs> experience, though. Like, I mean, that's a, a unique experience for anybody to, for sure. you know, be, I mean, be exposed to that super wealth. Mm-hmm. And what that lifestyle is like, and getting the benefits from it, you know, going to a better school, yeah. seeing what that, seeing what, you know, kind of a taste of a different privilege is like, mm-hmm. and and it's, I mean, you're, I guess, pretty lucky to Dude, to do that. But I'm it, so I, blessed. I'm just like thinking about, you know, as a kid, your your brain is is like developing and forming and just, um. How'd that shape your identity, you think? It was interesting because, like, her kids were older than me, and she would go to the Beverly Center, to the Bananic Republic, the uh-huh. Amber Crombie and Fitch and different things, and buy them a shitload of clothes. Yeah, I, I mean, so much. I probably sold her a shitload of dresses. 1,000%. It's probably <laughs> like, what's up, Miss Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> see you, baby girl. <laughs> Yo, we're going to get that in tan, extra yeah, large, yeah, exactly. next week. <laughs> they I got a- your shoes, girl. <laughs> I'm ordering them from the Hollywood store. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, they had like a, a crazy big ass storage room, dog. Like they had multiple, you know, they, they didn't just have one house. You know, they had like a farm and ranch and different things too. <laughs> but they but that was just like, was like the, level of that was just like the house yeah. at the time. But so you know, they'll buy they'll have the nanny go get the kids like shitload of clothes and mm. all this stuff. And it'll be so much like I mean, piles of Argyle sweaters, piles of like just everything, corduroy pants and stuff. And at the time when I got to middle school, we wore a uniform. But even though my mom would like take me to go, because I used to love Dickies. I, I really used to love Dickies because one, that was our uniform and like all the game members. And I was like big in LA like culture. Khaki, like, khaki, khaki was khaki big. Color. I yeah. just wanted that shit so That's bad. Right. Like house slivers and khakis was just like a thing. <laughs> but also. Do you have the belt that hang down? Man, I would get, I would get like free clothes all the time. From them? From them. They were never worn. They were just like boxes. <laughs> Of clothes, oh, and man. I would be going to middle school, argyle sweaters and shit, and like <laughs> different, like you know, uh, uh, boat topsider boat shoes and shit. Yeah, you got those Sperry's and on I used yeah Sperry's on, and so I'll get an argyle like socks to match my argyle sweater, and I was just like so amped. And my grandma's like, you know, Sonia, look good. Like, <laughs> Thank you, bro. But when you go to school, what the fuck do you have on? It's just like wild. But you got to think the kids at my school, even though I went to Emerson Middle School, a good school, there were so many kids that got kicked out of bad schools and got and ended up going there. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like a mix. A mix. <laughs> so, you know, it was just like, yo, what the fuck do you got? You know, Argyle Sweater playing basketball with boat shoes on. Right, like, right, what are right, you right. doing? And I'm just like, I'm just playing. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't getting like picked on and stuff. But, you know, like I said, it's it's so easy for you to as a kid and. 
even as an adult to try to like you know be what society wants you to be absolutely you don't even like realize that as a kid like and take advantage of your coolness and own it you're just so busy like damn like i'm not trying to get like laughed at or something yeah i mean did you ever hide the fact that you know um you were around so much wealth and got kind of all these benefits or did you accept it at that early nah, stage? I didn't even like talk about it. I didn't even like, it wasn't even, it wasn't a even thing. a thing. It wasn't even a thing as a kid. Like, I don't care. I just was like, super excited to go downstairs to the pool table, play pool, go in the garage where they have the little boxing thing and try to figure out how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then go play basketball and ride razor scooters around mm-hmm. and jump on a trampoline. Like, I didn't give a, like, <laughs> wow. what? I don't, and I'm my only child and I'm used to playing by myself in the backyard when right. my friends can't. So it's like, I don't really even care. Yeah. Like, it's just like a bigger playground. Yeah, but when I got into music, though, and I ended up getting in the music program. When was uh, this? I ended up getting like music program maybe like seventh grade or so. Cool. Um, and I loved it. I ended up getting orchestra and senior orchestra and staying. What'd you play? I play all percussion. Mm. So I ended up staying like super late after school. And then that was around the time when Drumline dropped. Life changing for a wow. kid yeah. in, uh, in middle yeah. school. First of like, all, like <laughs> the drummers were not cool. Like they were not. Let's Man, just be, when Drumline dropped, they but were. But let's be very real. <laughs> yeah. Like if you were out, uh, watching a football game yeah. and you saw the little drummer come up and yeah. do the little snare popping. Yeah. And it, with his little like yeah, hat on, the hat on, straight with the up, best shit. Yeah, like that's not cracking. You just you're, you're not cool. You're a nerd, you're not, dude. You're, you're a nerd. nerd. Basically, I was drumline comes out. You're the shit. You're a fucking you're the, superstar. Yeah, thank you, Nick Cannon. Is that Nick Cannon? Yeah, that is Nick okay. Cannon. Yeah. Shout out to and Nick so Cannon. And so we would go like we even have like like practice and stuff because we'd be in like we were like so good that we'd be in parades at different high schools. We'd do like <laughs> we even did like the Martin Luther King I parade a few times. I, man, this is very sad, but I I actually don't. I love you. Want to take, see you like, like cameras and stuff wasn't like a big, big, big yeah. like thing. Like mm-hmm. I think like my mom and my grandma wasn't even like thinking like oh we have to capture every moment because yeah. they weren't reaching in their purse with their cell phone. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. I have a Polaroid. I'll take it. If I don't, I came to your show. You know. Yeah. yeah. I wish I had. We just had memories back then. I, <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was awesome. Like lunchtime, we'll have like practice, and we will even like play some of the drumline songs like live at lunch. If you would just be and I'd be like, <laughs> I thought I'm like fucking Nick Cannon. <laughs> Super cool drum like that. <laughs> oh my bro. god! But yeah, it was fun, man. Like middle school was awesome, like for a bit. But like towards eighth grade is like when I started getting sour, and I was just like over it because like, <coughs> the kids like uh, started like not liking the kids too much. And what was it about it? I, I don't know. It was just like you just like get over it. Like I also like I wasn't like super good at like like books and stuff like that, and like mm. I, I started like struggling. Mm. And, you know, like, if you don't know what, like, 10 times 35 is when you're, like, uh, in seventh grade, they'll call you stupid. You know, it's like, no, you're not smart. Yeah, I am. Like, man, what's mm. 10 times? And it's like, shout on us. Exactly. You're stupid. Like, you know. But people wouldn't tell me that, but it's just like, yeah. I, I would have trouble, like, reading. You, you start, like, uh, a level of inferiority is felt, Yeah, yeah. You know I was good yeah. at music, though. I was Got good. It. I was super good at music. I, like, learned this so fast. Like, um... But I just couldn't grasp, like, the reading. I couldn't grasp, like, the writing. But I was good at, like, the art. Creative. I was good at creating, like, the art and stuff. And I think that's when I started, like, not being in love with it and, like, liking middle school. Because the kids, I was getting annoyed by them. I only wanted to hang out in the music room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, just, like, I just wasn't fully, like, super book smart. But the only thing that really kept me motivated was just, like... My uh, music teacher, Mr. Laney, is just like, you know, if you don't do good, you're not going to play in a concert. And mm. I just, 
I just wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So I would like my I remember my mom's boss getting me tutors and stuff, trying to like figure. I just could not fucking get it. Kind of like, get it. Wow. Could not. I could not figure out how to like get this equation solved. Yeah. <laughs> and I could not like read the story and like remember the book and mm-hmm. like do good on the essay or finally. Yeah. I just couldn't fucking get it. And like I think just at that point I was just like man like. I can't get it. Like, I'm sorry. I just can't fucking yeah. do it. You know what Nothing I mean? wrong with me. I just like. Yeah, I just can't do it. Like, and now I think that was like so tough for me. Even when So I, how'd you get through that? Did that follow you in the high school? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it did. But I don't even know. <laughs> no, just, but so like, yeah, but going to what you said into high school, obviously you have to deal with that and it's even at a in more intense level. High school, it was cool. Like, it kept me busy because like, it was like new. I could wear like my own clothes. You know what I mean? I could get like fresh every day. I mean, like, I remember, like, walking down. Where the, the khakis, our guy sw- sweater I wasn't, still. I actually wasn't at around, like, ninth grade. I ended up, like, during that summer, so I started getting into, like, streetwear and shit Word. like that. Like, that's when the streetwear was, like, slowly popping off. And on the weekends, my mom was cool, so she was, like, w- even though my mom wouldn't, like, drive far. When I was a kid, I thought it was fucking far. It was, like, not that far. But she tried her best to, like, take me different places. Got it. You know, and. One of the places she would take me to on the weekends a lot was Pasadena, like old uh, old town Pasadena. Old town, yeah. And it was cool. They had this spot out there called Gray One, and they Gray One was like a New York uh, streetwear boutique, and they sold like all these different like clothes and shoes and different things from like different streetwear brands in New York. Um, you know, they had this one chain. I'll never forget. I always wanted. I still wanted just just to have it because I wanted it as a kid. For nostalgia's sake, it was like a little chain of a shovel, and it says uh, "Gold Digger" or something. Even though I'm not a gold digger, but they just had like cool shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, as and I'm just like, man, this shit's tight. My mom's just, this is dope, and she used to love like Air Maxes at the time. Uh, so she was just like, like you know, her job was like pretty good. Even though we like lived in a hood, like we weren't like dog struggling and yeah we were pretty we were okay so the clothes weren't too empty they'll have a bin where it's just like clearance like ten dollars <laughs> but that box nobody's really on like streetwear like that crazy like when i was going into ninth grade and this was like oh seven and uh yeah so like when i went into ninth grade it's like whew, i'm wearing all like, oh, these like cool clothes i didn't even know they were like that cool until like i saw what other kids were wearing. Like, yeah. yeah i'm <laughs> onto something here <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of onto Whoa. something <laughs> Hey there, guys. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of. But first, flossy. first, yeah. first, like day of school at my high school is a fucking rumble going on, like big ass fight. Oh really? And I'm seeing like dudes and girls making. I was like, damn, this is like cool. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Failed whole first fucking semester. Wild, horrible, horrible dog. What was high school kind of transformative for you? Like, were you starting to find? Did you continue pursuing music? Were you starting to find like... No, I actually stopped doing music because uh, I I tried to get into Hamilton. They had a great like arts and music program there. Yeah. And I didn't get in due to like where I lived and my address. Um, and I don't know why they didn't use my mom's boss's address or like what happened with that. Because yeah. you know, that, uh, that's out of my control. I, yeah. I didn't work with paperwork and stuff, but I didn't get into uh, Hamilton. Got it. And my homeschool was many arts at the time, and my mom just was not, no. No. No, because my uncle went to Mayo Arts, and, you know, it was just like all gang. Yeah. Gang, gang, gang. And my mom would just not allow me to do that. Yeah. So I ended up, I had a cousin who was, like, way older than me. She actually, like, already graduated at the time, and she went to Westchester High School in L.A., and she used to talk about, like, 
she would always talk about it because she was just graduating at the time. So when I would go hang out with my family on the weekends and stuff, she would be like talking about it and telling my mom about it. And stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, he should go to Westchester. And my mom was like, you know, I'll look into it. And I ended up going to Westchester High School. Um, So th- that was definitely like a blessing to go there. Yeah. I, you know, ninth, 10th grade, I liked it. I think 11th, 12th, 12th, I was just over it. Yeah. You, still, you hit the eighth grade, you started getting over it. Yeah, yeah, you hit yeah. The, like the 11, 12. But so I was, it was just like, I don't know, man. Like, my mom ended up, like, losing her job and stuff. Yeah. So it was just like, it was just like being, like, 17, 18 or so. Mom don't have a job. She's, like, stressing. You're, like, living in the hood. You don't know. And at the time, like, I wasn't, I didn't have a job. You know, I'm, like, yeah. 17 and shit. At the time, I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And that's kind of when it became, like, difficult a bit. But. I mean, I still, like, made it through high school, even though I wasn't, like, super, like, book smart. Yeah. I somehow, like... What What was your through. outlet? Mm, I used to, like, just, like, creating things, like, on my off time. Um, but I wish I would have done it more, man. I wish I would have, like, drawn more and did different things, even though I did a good amount. And, yeah. and I would, like... S- start a brand and like print up t-shirts and like sell them at school and people thought i was just like doing like big things like yeah. I, I found out how to work blog spot and hack it and i only got a com- i got my first computer like 10th and 9th grade yeah and i only got it because of my mom's old boss like gave my my mom a computer to give to me got it so i got my first computer 9th 10th grade and then my mom ended up getting a little like digital camera like a super small canon one school and like- i would like use it and I ended up having that like laptop and that's kind of what like started my whole like, but on the laptop, it had a uh, Photoshop on there. I didn't know what it was, but I remember my mom going to all these like dance hall clubs and like uh, reggae concerts and they would have these crazy flyers with like, they have like the, like a real lion on there, like walking towards you and like fire and like, the, <laughs> yeah. like, the like red and green flag and like, like my favorite like reggae artist on there. I'm like, how did they make this? And she's like, oh, they make it on the computer. And I'm like, <laughs> shit, I got a computer here. Like, and how at do the time, I, I, I couldn't, I didn't know, you know, at that time, like 19th grade, I'm opening Photoshop. I don't know what the fuck's on there. But I remember this girl that worked at my mom's job a little bit before that. Um, she uh, she did like graphics and stuff for them, like very basic things, like mm-hmm. flyers, invitations, and things. And I would see her do it, and I kind of just would like watch her, like sometimes just literally sit there and watch her. Like instead of just like going to jump around on the trampoline, I would sit there the whole time. Like really? I'm just going to just watch her and just talk to her, and shit. I would just like soak up. Like what she was doing, even though when I got the computer, I didn't know how to do it. But (laughs) at least I saw her doing it. You got inspired by it. Yeah, I got inspired. And they had this thing called like Comic Life on the MacBook at the time. (laughs) And um, and I would like try to make like little like things with that, like graphics. And then I made like bullshit stickers on it. I asked my mom (laughs) to give me sticker paper from her like one of her jobs at the time. And like I would like print out stickers and like post it everywhere at school. And I would do that because like... (laughs) Kids Wait, are, hold up. Let's get what were the stickers like, man? What, what was on those stickers? <laughs> they're just like, uh, like logos I made because, like, from her, like, taking me to um, 
taking me to grade one and stuff like that i would like see all these like different shoes and mm. and dunks and stuff at the time so i just ended up like being a sneaker head you know what right, I, mean? right. <laughs> time I, I thought i was a fucking sneaker head and i started this brand called in kicks we trust and oh, i was just shit. like i was just like i only made it in kicks we trust because like on a dollar bill it's just like in god yeah so i was just like fuck i like shoes like yeah straight up so i started making a logo like posting everywhere and i only started getting into like the posting shit everywhere because like when i would catch the bus home from middle school like mm-hmm. i would always see like like gang dudes or just like different writers like graffiti writers they'll like give these like post office things from the post office and they'll like draw on them yeah, and, and they'll like them. post them yeah. everywhere so i saw them doing that and i was like damn i want to do that but i don't want to like use the po- i don't want like the post office logo on there i just want mine so when my mom gave me sticker paper I made a whole bunch of them. Like, I printed a whole fucking pack, like, you know, 50 sheets. Yeah. And I had her print it at her job, and then I would cut them out, and I will post them everywhere. But the thing is, they weren't, like, water resistant. So I remember when some of the places where I posted them, they were raining, like, the ink was just, like, in the weed. <laughs> he posts 300 that yeah. day, and it rains that night. But, man, like, me po- me posting that, like, kids, like, at my school started knowing, like, I was, like, doing, like, little, like, creating stuff, man. For her job, they would like go to this spot to get like uh it was a spot on like uh on Venice. Um, I think close to like Venice and San Vicente, I believe. I forgot the name of the t shirt spot, but they would go there to get like t shirts printed sometime. This is before her boss and them bought a fucking silk screen machine, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I wish I would have known that when I was like a little older <laughs> crazy. But uh uh she helped me and I saved up and I like I finally kind of learned how to make stuff in Photoshop, but I didn't know how to format. I didn't know any of that. I kind of yeah. designed it and sent it to the girl that I used to watch, and she put it in, like, the PDF file. I didn't even know what the fucking PDF file See, I and this was, like, before the, YouTube videos could, like, Before, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't I didn't learn any of that via tutorials. just constant trial and error, constant trial and error. Like, I didn't even know how to, you know, like, oh, fuck, how do I get back to the last little tool? Like, fuck, where was that tool again? And, like, hours just trying to figure out how to get back to that tool, like, was crazy. There's such a... There's such a charm in that. Yeah. Because now, I mean, we live in such an age where YouTube is used for everything Every, that you want to learn. Every, there anything. is a video <laughs> on... a good steak, watch YouTube. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. If you want to know how to do anything, you go to YouTube. And I mean, especially something like Photoshop that's Duh. so complex. And I'm still learning every day. How to, I'm not like a master of it, you know what no, I mean? No, but, but it's like where now it's... Like if you think about how hard it is now with all these videos out there there's something special going back to doing that trial and error and spending those hours upon hours upon hours like the very raw state of that there's some i always feel there's something special to that it's not um like you almost earn it yeah there's a feeling of 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 you worked hard for this you know Mm. anyone can can go on youtube and we're like, look, I'm going to get the tracer and cut out his head and then put it on his body and blow it up. And, and by the way, there's always like a 13-year-old from like Russia. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and you're like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you <laughs> motherfucker. You're like, really? Crazy, I got to listen to like you? Accent. And what right. you do here is yeah, you this is how you take the mouse bart yeah, yeah, and you yeah. click Never the fails. artillery there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when, you know, I don't know. I wish there was a way to measure it like people who like you who started off in, in the very raw p- 
part of it doing that so much trial and error to people that just instantly get the information. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's like a relatable thing of, well, of it, yeah, it's just like it's like uh, for instance, like I don't know, you can think of a Jimi Hendrix, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anybody like playing the guitar like upside down, yeah, and like how did he do that, and how did he yeah. become like one of the best players? Yeah, because he just, I mean, I don't know, he just figured it out on his own, yeah. and then. But it's also intention, though. Cause he like, didn't learn the the right way, you know, because there's really no way. The right way is your way. Yeah, I mean, whether it's the me, right way or the wrong way, I just think, like, if you really want it, you're going to get it. Like, at that point, art and the crafts of things were, were such a, I guess, motivation for you is so new and, and refreshing to you that you were willing to do whatever it took to, to do it. Whatever. Right? Like, I hate the technical shit. Yeah. Like, you will not catch me on Photoshop, like, thugging it out. You know what I mean? That's why I love Joe to death, because Joe, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Joe does the videos. Joe does the pictures. You know what I'm saying? But for me, like, I don't know. It's it's to each their own, but I feel like if you have the real drive to do something, like, for me, it's people, yeah? Yeah. So I'll go out of my way, and I know I'll sound crazy as shit to some people when I'm asking them questions and being like, what are you passionate about all this shit? Because for some people, it's just hard to digest that. And it's just so uncommon. But yeah. cats like yourselves, in different crafts, it's like, even though I may not enjoy it, mm-hmm. what I do enjoy is watching you create it. Right? I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's like watching you draw the, 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 the homeless dude that you met. Mm-hmm. And like in those little pieces, I'm sitting there thinking like, how the fuck... Is he doing this? I appreciate it. Like, that. I'm literally about to take, as in we podcast, Joey, he put a picture up uh, the other day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give me a second while I go on my Instagram. Shout out to the digital world here. But, Joe, he drew this right here. This is the homeless dude he was talking about. Look at that. You, you drew that. Yeah. And shout out to the person taking you, you drew that. Yeah. Wild, right? But like it's it's that is crazy, dude. It's beautiful to see the like you wouldn't be able to draw that if 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 creating wasn't a passion of yours, right? Because that's time, bro. Yeah, I think like I'm only able to do like it's like the whole like it's like the whole like West Montgomery like like vibe like West Montgomery like he's awesome like jazz like the best jazz guitarist ever <laughs> to yeah. me to me. And, like, his style is, like, something nobody ever seen before. And he was, like, playing with his thumb. He didn't use, like, a, a pick. He was just playing with his thumb. And he created his own style and ended up being, like, the best and the inventor of his mm-hmm. own style of how to play. And he only did that because his circumstances and stuff shaped him to do that. Like, you know, I watched a, like, little documentary on him and, like, growing up in, like, his little, like, apartment with his family or whatever. He would, like, play a guitar. But when he would play like it would be too loud even if the amp was on low and like neighbors would complain so he started like you know using his thumb mm. and he would just play like that all the time and then that's just how he played or you know it's just like yeah just like doing it like whatever works for you like me like i'm not like this crazy like graphic designer by the way and shit but i know how to do that and I didn't even know Illustrator existed. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know until I did like a mixtape cover for like a hood dude that was like 
rapping at the time. <laughs> and he was like, and what I was did, his rap name though? Don't remember. I can't okay. distribute that information. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, dog, it's me. Yeah. He, but anyway, he asked me to make him a logo. He was like, yeah, man, I'm at the print shop. They're asking me for a goddamn vector file. You can send that through. And I was like, vector file. what's a vector file? <laughs> I literally was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Fucking, I Googled it. I'm like, I still didn't get it. I don't see, like, I have Photoshop. Like, what's the big deal? <laughs> right, 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 right. And then I found out. It was like, Illustrator. It was Illustrator. Yeah. I couldn't grasp Illustrator. I, I spent so many years like trial and error trying to figure out how to work Photoshop ready. Like I couldn't even, when I opened it, it just made me feel like I went back, like mm-hmm. back wow. to my free. So I just said, fuck it. And I have to figure out. And I ended up hacking like a <laughs> Illustrator or whatever at the time. I don't know if it was like via LimeWire or I somehow figured out how to do it, like torrent or something. I figured out something. Mm-hmm. And they had this auto trace thing where you can like make just like a silhouette or a black version of the logo and trace it mm-hmm. and save it and mm-hmm. i didn't even have to do anything in like illustrator and still to this day like i don't know <laughs> i do not know how to use illustrator. <laughs> oh, I, know how to use that, yeah. I have the program but i yeah. just like i don't know like i just don't know how to use it and it's like i've i've become this far of like going it would be nice for me to learn how to obviously like learn it yeah. but it's just like I've fucking done so much without it. <laughs> so it's keep going. <laughs> yeah. It is complicated, man. It's super it, complicated. It's a different I do not, when I'm saying I do not know how to do it, the only thing I can do is open it and use a tracer. Trace. I don't even know how to like paint and I don't know how to do anything. I tried for a bit and started learning and I was just like, well, I, may, I probably made like two things off of it <laughs> that I already made in Photoshop. I just tried to remake it. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> right. I was just like, fuck it. You know, West Montgomery vibes, man. Straight so, up. When did the art really start taking off for you and you saw like that you can really do this? You know, I think there's always a moment in people's lives where you get hooked to something, you mm-hmm. know, and that something is more than just a hobby or it's more than just a fun thing to do. Got you. But you actually go and say to yourself, this is what I want to be doing and I want to start jumping on this path seriously. Mm, when I think like probably like 11th grade or so, because wow. I was already doing fun stuff and playing around in like ninth, 10th grade, but like serious, like 11th grade, I try, I wanted to get like more serious about it and only because um, I know I didn't want to go to college. <laughs> Why? I just didn't want to go. I just didn't. I already didn't like high school. I hated high school. My mom, my mom knew how much I hated high school. And she, if you ever meet my mom today, she'll tell you I hate school. Mm -hmm. And not because I love learning. Like I learned. uh, But just the school environment wasn't right. The school environment, I just couldn't do it. Academic structure. The teachers there weren't teaching. Mm -hmm. They were like open book. Open book page twenty four or do yeah. questions one through go five. Go to the end of the chapter. Yeah. Go to enter yeah. I'm not. How am I learning in that environment? I'm not learning <laughs> yeah, anything. Such a st- and systematic like, way. Every, how is anybody learning? How is anybody learning that? Mm-hmm. And in all that stuff I learned, or I, I learned if I was awake, you know, I fucking sleep all the time in class. Uh, it. I don't use any of it in my daily life. Like when I learned how to pay a bill, it wasn't from high school. It was from YouTube, probably. <laughs> you know, just like everything, like. I wasn't learning anything. I didn't like it. And I was into learning. I was into doing different things. Yeah. Like growing up, my mom would watch, play National Geographic. She would play different sci-fi movies or different yeah, things. Yeah, the, the systematic way they're teaching. Didn't I would work love for you. it, but it was just the way they were teaching me wasn't interesting to me. And 
I knew I didn't want to go to college. And at the time as well, you know, this is when I was just thinking like, man, it was kind of when I made a shift where I was just like, I kind of see why the dudes in my neighborhood were selling drugs and things because my mom ended up losing her job. And I was like, I see, like, I see why they drive that like Chevy, mm-hmm. and, uh, like why they have new shoes, why they have this, like, mm-hmm. I see that, like, I want that now, man. I think at that time my mind just like completely shifted and I was doing stuff to get money. I wanted to do things to get money. I wanted the Chevy. I wanted the, all this stuff to get money because my mom didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, I want things. I don't want to fucking struggle. You know what I mean? And I want to, which I, is, I still want to have the life that her boss has, you know? I mean, which is a tough thing to think about because you don't want to go to college. And that's almost like a prerequisite to, you know, when you go through yeah. the the formal, like, way of doing things, you know, I think so much is programmed into people so that much. now the way jobs are and the way everything is and how competitive it is to get to make money and to get a job, like... College education is is often required to even get in the door with that. So for you to not go there, I'm sure it created just a bigger fire for you to say, like, look, if I don't go through this systematic way and this conventional way of education, I better the fuck figure it out over here. Man, so I think the the two things, it was like a few things that molded me. And it's weird how, like, at the time, even though, like, I you know, it's like 17, 18, 17, probably 17 um, I remember us having like a something in the auditorium, and one of like I think he was like assistant principal at the time, or a, a principal. I don't remember, but he was leaving the school, and he said a speech like, "I want you guys to go to college and go to school and get your education." I studied French for four years. I didn't use the French a day in my life, but I studied it, and I was just like. And then I look in the parking lot, and see his car. And I'm not like judging off of material things, but I'm just like, well, why not? Why not judge off? Yeah, yeah, things? but I, I'm just like looking yeah. in the. I'm looking in the parking lot, at my school parking lot, in yeah. high school. I'm seeing every what everybody's driving. Why? And I don't know the janitor at the time. He could be living in a fucking sewer for all I know, but his car was cool, <laughs> and everybody else had bullshit cars. I was intern. I was basically interning slash working under the table <clears throat> at this place called El Mercado. At one point, it was like on pico like close to like the roscoe's was this dude who like he had a streetwear boutique it had like a lot of different like clothing brands in there man like just streetwear stuff it was a really dope store um this guy was awesome to even like let me come in and he knew that i was like good at photoshop because i i went there and i just like begged him like man just let me please mm. he's just like all right like you can take pictures of the, of the shit photoshop it out and put it on like i told my daughter work photoshop and even though at the time, probably my cropping and shit was crappy, but right. I did it. I was there every day. And then he started giving me like money under the table. Um, but I remember, I think he got married or something and his wife like just graduated. Like, I don't know, some crazy shit, like law school or something. You know, these, this cat is older, man. He has like a house and stuff. He has a store. And I remember him saying, like talking to me like, man. We would just, like, talk. He would, like, listen. At the time, he would listen to, like, drum and bass music. I didn't even really, like, fully know what that was. But nice. he was listening to all that shit. And now I do big ups. But <laughs> uh, he, I remember him saying, like, my wife can't get a job, man. She can't figure it out. She's, like, planning in and out. And I'm just, like, I thought she went. I'm thinking about I'm obviously not saying this to him. But it just made me, like, look at things and, like, 
we we are not living in 1999 anymore. Mm-hmm. True. You don't have to go about things. And when I hear about all these greats and when I see my grandma and I see these reggae artists that are so wise that I grew up listening to, mm-hmm. Gregory yeah. Isaacs and stuff, these kids, don't even, these men and these people don't even have a fucking elementary mm-hmm. education. My grandma, I don't even know if she went to elementary. I'll be honest with you. My grandma wow. grew up poor. Mm-hmm. And they're surviving. Yeah, she, my grandma paid bills. She's not killing people. Mm-hmm. She's nice, kind, genuine. Shit. <laughs> why can't I? Why can't I just like be like my grandma and just do? I just knew I wanted to just do art every day. But uh, still, at the time, like since my mom like ended up like not having her job anymore, that's it's still like a battle between like fuck, I want to get this money, but you know, I still I still want to do art. But then I got my mom like, what are you doing? Like, what are you gonna do? And like, how was that for you? Yeah, it was a difficult time because like I had to really stand my ground. Like, you know, like. Even though I'll bullshit in class and bullshit to the point where I mean like fall asleep and not do anything. I was up late at home like trying to like make designs for like my clothing line that I wanted to do because when I was interning at like El Mercado and working under the table and shooting these dudes stuff and different brand stuff and these dudes out coming to the store to get their stuff in the store, I'm like, Man, I can make this, man. Like I'm making this on my computer right now, I just don't have the money to like get it like mass produce you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i'm making these same dope designs like these logos you know i don't know they'll flip a mcdonald's logo and make it say like make money i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know how the shit was yeah. like around yeah. that time and i'm like bro like, i'm yeah. flipping these fucking same logos doing this shit like and i and it got to the point where like i was telling the dude who owned the brand like el mercado because he had like a few t-shirts printed up and a few hats and at the time he would give it to me and and other brands that come in the store would, like, occasionally give me teas and stuff. And I would just, like, go on, like, Facebook and, like, you know. I mean, MySpace at the time, like, shout out, you know. Like, yeah, giving, the plug. Giving me shit, like, you know. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for, you know what I mean? But I was just trying to, like, create my own little, like, my own little thing, man. And I was just like, man, like, let me design some stuff. Like, I got ideas. And I remember, like, putting together this whole fucking, like, uh, like I ended up getting this uh, notebook and it had like, you know, the like clear laminated things that you put the, yeah. the files in there and I printed up all these designs. I mean, I had the t-shirt names. I had the like everything. The so you're doing like line sheets. I had the line sheet, full line sheet. I'm in like 10th grade, dog, full line sheet. And there were dope designs and I showed it to him. He was like, man, these are dope. But like right now I'm just, I just can't like. I was like, you know, at the time I'm a kid, I don't even know like how business works and shit. Sure. Yeah. I just see, I'm just trying to get my designs off. He's just like, nah, like he can't even do it. What I didn't understand was like he really believed in me and liked me a lot. That's why I was the only kid that was there. But he was at the time like it was. I didn't realize like those dudes who have stores on these like different streets in LA, La Brea. I thought they were like doing it big. Damn, they have a store. I didn't. I didn't even think like, damn, these dudes are barely paying rent this yeah. month. Yeah, yeah. And he ended up losing his store. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, fuck, like, but I didn't know that. You know what I mean? And I think that's when it made me be like, damn, like this is art shit. Like, can I really do this? You know what I mean? How is that for you though? It was it was weird, but we ended up moving. We ended up moving in um in Westchester, and I would ride my bike at the time. I was like heavy into electro music, heavy into like dub music, like you know, like UK dub, like jungle music, just grimy shit. shit. Yeah, just grimy shit. Cause like I couldn't like I was still listening to like trap shit and shit. That was probably I was like big into like Wiz Khalifa, like Prince of the City, Prince of the City Two, like Currency, different things like that. But like. 
when I was on my fixie, I couldn't ride to that. Mm. So I was just, you know, I needed something to keep me going. You know, you can't stop pedaling. Mm. So I would just ride, 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 ride. And since, you know, Westchester, Ladera, Inglewood is like close to like Dockwaller Beach. Mm-hmm. If you ride the trail, that takes you to like El Segundo Beach, mm-hmm. or Manhattan Beach, you know. So I would just fucking ride, dog. Like, and I didn't, I would just either be by myself or like a, a local homie who that went to my high school that would ride with me. And we just ride, man. And I ended up like, we ended up walking like in um, Manhattan Beach in the area, and they had a, a, a shoe store. Um, and this dude was in there. It's like, dope shoe store. It's like right by Skechers. I forgot the name of it. It'll come to me eventually, but it was right across the street from like Skechers in Manhattan Beach. And this store was five times crazier than the dude that had it on uh, <laughs> on, uh, on Venice uh, and on Pico or whatever. And I was just like, damn, this dude got the money though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just told him, like, man, I do art. I like creating. She was like, dope, man. Dope. Mm. Didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? Next next day, there again. What's up, man? He's like, dope. Didn't say nothing. Went there again when I was able to, like, on the weekend by myself. Dope. Didn't say nothing. Fucking went there again. Like, yeah, fucking do designs. All right, help me out. Wow. So and I help him out. This is fucking, this is, I totally forgot about this. This is fucking crazy. At the time, I had a crappy ass camera that my mom helped me get from like target okay crappy ass camera dog it was like so crap but i wanted the like big camera i didn't even know what the big camera was because i didn't have anybody like tell me or like teach me what this shit was yeah like, my mom doesn't know about this stuff like my mom's on work she doesn't like can't even think about this yeah. my grandma <laughs> belizean <laughs> judge judy like she doesn't like yeah. she just cares about the rock winning and like <laughs> and she asked me you want to play trouble in Moncala? and like no nah, grandma trying to like all right don't talk to me because I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to beat you in trouble or Mon Are you going to play shoot somebody? I don't fucking want to play right now, girl. I'm trying to figure this out, you know? Um, so I went to the dude, man, and I would just like help there, basically intern. He liked me for some reason. I don't even know. He would let me stay there late. He would talk to me. Um, I was telling him, like, man, I want to learn how to surf and stuff. Like, I see these dudes out there and. I only wanted to do that because when I was a kid, I would watch, like, my favorite movie was, like, Johnny Tsunami and all that. And I was just like, man, I'm trying to fucking surf, man. I'm trying to be be crazy out here. So he gave me a fucking, (laughs) he gave me, like, the wetsuit, like, top or just the shirt part. Yeah, yeah. I still didn't end up going to surf. He gave it to me. This is how much this guy liked me. And I shoot, I shot, I would shoot stuff for him because I told him I knew how to shoot. But the dude at the, uh, on uh, Pico at the uh, boutique, he had like lighting and stuff there and I didn't have lighting and I obviously didn't have money. I knew my mom, her situation. So she didn't really have money. So I didn't ask. And we had a lamp in the living room that wasn't working. It was working, but nobody used it. And I ended up like my mom went to Target one day and I got this, uh, like, you know, the phone boards that you use to make a project, like the, the ones yeah. that you open yeah. and I cut it open and I duct taped it and I put foil inside. And then I put like a, a I don't even know. I don't even know where I got this like sheet from, but it was like a basically a, a diffuser. I got it because I was kind of working uh, PA on set sometimes. Okay, people. I'll tell you how that happened. That's all I know, sir. But I basically stole like diffuser sheets. <laughs> and, and you knew they were necessary. You're like, uh, I need these though because I saw what they were doing with them with the lighting, how they mm. would put it on the thing. So I was like, I need because I remember the dude on Pico at the boutique had that. Okay. But he had like a full setup, like strobe and shit. But I didn't know that, so I just stole it on like, and they didn't know. So, so I took it, I hid it somewhere, and then when it's time for me to leave, I grabbed it and like dipped. 
I built the white box out of like the <laughs> so, fucking foam thing. And basically, like when you take the light bulb off the uh, lamp, it like hangs over like this by the fucking cord. Right. Yeah. Taped the light box that I made to the cord. And it would, the way it would stay up is if I pulled it and I tied the string at a bottom, it would like stay up. Right. Dog, I, I pull up to this dude's shop with this shit. Like, <laughs> you straight ghetto rigged Let it. me shoot. Let me shoot it. He let me shoot it. I did it. That's incredible. And he just and lets you shoot it. He let me shoot it. And he knew that it fucking sucked at the time. Like, because the lighting, the reason it didn't suck, like the Photoshop was good. What was wrong was like all of the other shoes that he had lined up on, because it was all white background. Mm. All the shoes that he had set up, it was all like fluorescent color type uh. lights. The light bulb that we had at the house was like a yellow one. Oh, I didn't know that. So I yeah. shot, I stayed up there like late as fuck all day shooting all these shoes and fucked up. I had to redo them all. Oh, and I didn't what? know, you know, but it was like, that was like trial and error, trial and error, yeah. trial and error, just learning, learning about. And I, and I thought I did a light box. You know, I thought I, I was cool, but little did I know I was like, <laughs> I was yeah. doing it incorrectly. <laughs> I made it, but, but, but again, I think it's, it's something to say about being resourceful. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I got that whole like set up shop thing from my like grandma, my mom, like right. just like figuring it out. Like even if you don't know, just I mean, figure it out. You might fucking invent some shit. I probably could have invented some shit if I kept going with the fucking <laughs> phone thing. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think that's a big part of it, though. I think figuring it out is underrated, dude. Super yeah. underrated. You know, very underrated. You know, it's yeah. I mean, there's learning stuff, but. It, Becoming great at something is about doing all the shit that you can't learn. Yeah. That just pops up and you have to figure it out. But that's what I feel like even now as like a young adult and learning and stuff. And now since I have this whole like follow through thing going on in my mind that I started now is like if I say something to myself three times, I want to do something. I have to do it. Even if I don't know how I'm going to do it, if it's going to be good, even if it doesn't come out good, I have to do it. And so I if it comes follow. up through the third time, if I comes you up, have to I have it. to follow through. Like if I'm like, even like the homeless guy, Drew, like I'd be in the car with my, my girl or something, or I'd be like driving by myself or I'd pass him and I'd be like, man, I want to like do, man, this dude seems just interesting. You know what I mean? He's like building like art installation. He'd build a fucking spaceship out of carts and like bumpers that fell off because he's like post right on a 10 freeway on Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and like whoever gets in a car wreck, the pieces that's there, he would take it like and make spaceships. And at night it would light up and like fucking the propellers would spin and shit. And I would see this dude, but what really attracted to me was like attracted me to him was like he wrote all these like self development things like trust yourself, follow your creative mind, build your ideas, don't be so quick to work for people you yeah. have with it. it's like different things. And this is a homeless dude, like yeah. this is like tripping me out. He obviously is wise and knows something, whether if he's homeless or not. And that third time, I was like, I got to go say something to him. I was like, man. Nah. And I was like, nope. Sure. Pulled around and went to go see him. Wow. And from that, that's how that came. But that whole follow through thing is like we we stop ourselves so much from like going after things we want to because you know how the mind works, man. We, we have this battle between evil and good with ourselves. Like, you know, it could be, for instance, like you like a girl or whatever and you see her and you're like, man, I want to say hi to her. Oh, I'm stupid, man. She don't care about me. I mean, look at my outfit. I mean, I, look at yeah. I do have a pimple today. I mean, she doesn't fucking care. I, you know, and it's just like, oh, that, uh, shut the fuck up. Just go. And it's like in that what I've noticed in that moment of just go like so much crazy shit has happened. Yes. And I'm like, I, I mean, you know, my current girlfriend at the time, I met her because of just that go moment. I could easily be like, nah. I was just like, go. And something in me was just like, just, and you know, like I've got jobs because that just like, 
yeah, you say what's up. Yeah. Like, but it's so easy for us to be like, man. And like I say, even if the goal is not to just always gain something, like as far as like, you know, if it's I think pursue or attempt. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's just like the fact that you just kind of just like following through sometimes for yourself. And I feel like through that, you start, uh, you start to get in tune more with yourself yeah. and the universe and just like, it's okay. Like if I, like my thing is I'm learning, like it's okay if I don't know everything. It's okay if I don't know what's going to happen a month from now. It's okay if I don't know where I'm going to be next year, but that's not my job. To that, that, that's a, that's <laughs> an know incredible I mean? that's resolve to have though, because imagine like, you know, we, we keep hearing, um, you know, I, I think a lot of these success stories, outside of somebody just like really believing and dedicating whether their path went linear or left, right, diagonal, curved out, this, that, the other. One of the biggest things that gets people to where they ultimately end up going is the the resilience and ability to continue making choices, right? Wherever they lead you making choices, those decisions and like one decision led to a chance encounter which led to something else. Like I'm just thinking about the magnitude of what you said there because think just in our lives, right? Like you with your girl at that moment. Mm-hmm. Had had your in your gut been like, man, like I don't even know. Like, what if she didn't even fuck with me? Or like, I don't even. Yeah, like, I didn't no, even, even think. Like, I didn't even think. And I, you know, I was, <coughs> right. like when I met her, I was living with my mom. You know what I mean? I had a fucking. I think the iPhone six probably dropped. <laughs> I had an iPhone four. Like, yeah. I, I didn't even care. I'm just like fucking. Like, do you think? that people stop themselves from doing that pursuit that initial follow through uh because of the fear of failure for sure i think i think more than anything like we block ourselves yeah and, and people are like man i have haters and i have different things and which is like you know cool like people can hate on you and different things like one of my favorite speaker et was saying, <coughs> like <laughs> he would like yell at you like they're not hating on you they don't care about you like you know yeah. what I mean? but in reality is like when you think about it it's like we're so quick to be like and even though if we do have people that kind of like hate on us or whatever yeah like that's cool but they can't like stop you no they can't stop you. they can't I mean, stop like, that brain well, they can't stop that like, heart you know like, what i mean e- even me like i used to be really shy with chickies and whatnot but like now i've gotten to a point where even if I just want to tell you you're pretty, right? Whether I'm at a club or whether we're walking down Melrose, I'll run up and just say, look, you look gorgeous or that shirt is phenomenal, right? Not expecting like, yeah, shorty, so what's your number after that, yeah. right? If if I'm really on that level of like, look, I, re- I really like this girl. It's been a couple of times I've seen her. I'm just going to go say what's up. Now I'll go say it because even if I look like a retard, right? That way you'll know that you tried it. I think a lot of times, but like what I'm learning and just like, you know, the times we're living in, we live in interesting times, man. There's a lot of great, incredible, phenomenal things that are going on, but there's also like bad things going on and a lot of things crumbling right now. And what I'm noticing is everybody's about self and it's like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything if I don't get anything out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give this, you know... And I'm not, you know, I'm from South Central LA. I know, like, you don't have, you're not supposed to give every homeless fucking person you see money. It's not always about money, but like, for instance, like I, I drew a, a picture of a homeless man, spent some time with him, chilled him. I bought him Chipotle because I felt like that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it because I'm like, oh, he's homeless. He doesn't have food. He doesn't. No, I didn't do that because of that. I did because it's like, yo, I'm about to go to Chipotle. You ever had Chipotle? No, nah, what's that? He's like, welcome on. Oh, I love avocado. You know, but it's like. 
Most people, <laughs> most people were like, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do that because like I wanted to gain something. Like I didn't get any money off of that. And my goal wasn't like to like put that out, whether like a lot of people saw it or whether nobody saw it, whether 20 likes, whether a million likes, like I'm, I didn't put that out. So people can be like, Oh, B Wade is like, he's a nice guy. He's really helping. No, like I'm doing that. Cause like, if somebody sees me do that, they'd be like, damn, like maybe I, maybe I do need to like talk to the kid that I see at the bus stop every day and just say, what's up? Because I'm noticing a lot of people won't do stuff if they're not gaining anything. From yeah. It. So it's like, if true. I'm not about to get this check, I'm not about to help you out. If I'm, if I'm not a get, about to get promotion for giving out like a million turkeys out for Thanksgiving, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it causes this whole self, 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 self thing. And we see it every day. We walk past each other. Don't say what's up. I'm sure you walk past a man in in the elevator and, and for dudes, like if I walk past and you don't give me a head nod, I'm just like, yo, for real? <laughs> you know what I'm talking It's like a dude yeah. thing. It's a dude yeah, thing. You know? For real. That dude is just like. E even the. Yeah. yeah. For a woman, it could just be like a, that's a fake <laughs> smile. It's probably not even a real smile. But for dudes, it's like that head nod. Like, yeah, we yeah. don't even give each other that. We don't, Hey, man. You know, like even I have neighbors now that I've seen. I'm when I actually because I'm saying it now and this is the third time I've said it. I said it once. I remember my girl mentioned it to me and I'm saying it now. So when I get home and I see them again, I have to do it. But my neighbors, they stand out like in front of their door and smoke cigarettes every day. I walk past them. They don't say anything to me. They just look at me. And you don't say anything. To I them. don't say anything to them either. So it's like that simple. Like, hey, man, what's good? How are you? Yeah, yeah. I've been here for, you know, what do you do? Or, you know, like that simple as that can just like. Who knows? We could listen to the same fucking music. It's so man. weird. It's Why do like, we like. But you, we do that. Here's man. the thing. Like what's crazy about this. There's nothing to fear in, the, in, in this in that scenario. And well, and, and we're this, not going to lose. We're not losing this, anything. But even <laughs> even in this scenario of talking to your neighbors, there's it's not like you're talking to a, a gorgeous woman that your your fear of getting rejected. Like this mm. is simply people that live people next that to live you, next to and you. It's and all I, you're going to do is and say I, hi. In the same but, way, how I'm like, why are these two so weird? They never say anything to me. But it's, I have to think like, damn, I've never said anything to them either. So I have to take responsibility at least and. The least I can do is play my part. If I talk to them, which we'll find out when I do it, I'll probably text you guys and let you know what happened. Which but is when I say what's up to them, if they still act, if they're acting funky and weird, then that's cool. Oh well, good. But I, know, but yeah. good for you. But I'm but you still can, gonna walk around. Yeah, and most, and know. most likely they're not. And most and, likely and, they're and, not. Exactly. And, and, to, and to your point of, uh, you know, I think you know when you when you said people aren't going to do anything without getting something in return. So much of that something in return, a lot of it's fucking bullshit because you just don't know what you're gonna get if you actually do that. And the unit, like it's the just universe all in your head. works crazy, it's, man. It's all in like, your head. Bro. Everything is connected. Though. Like a simple hello, you know. There's nothing guaranteed that comes from that. Yeah. But all you're doing is like you're just swinging the bat as many times yeah. as possible, and it's not even for a selfish reason, but just like you know, Dub said this on on the last episode. And he was just like, live more, like cry more, like yeah. smile more. It's, I think that is part of it. That's part of the bigger picture. It's like the more you do, the more you interact, the more you like, the more you experience, squeeze the juice out yeah, of every yeah. fucking moment here. 
as, as cliche or corny as that sounds, it's just like there really isn't anything to fucking fear. But it's the simple things, man. It's like yes. it starts it with the, sm- the simple and things. It's shout like out the, to Lorenzo the, Diggins. Yeah, shout out to Lorenzo. It man. is the simple, simple things. things big ups, Lorenzo. Yeah. Man. Shout out, shout, shout out, simple out things. Check that out. Book being right there. Shout out, Lorenzo. That book man. is yeah. epic. But yeah, and it, 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 it's the truth, man. It's the simple things. It's like you drop one little pebble in a in a calm pond or calm like lake. That's just gonna ripple. Absolutely, all the way yes. Fucking, end. it might not be a fucking tsunami. Yeah, but it's gonna, it's gonna have some effect. And like, that's what I'm learning, man. Like, especially like, I feel like my generation right now, like nobody even cares. Nobody's even thinking about that shit right now. They're trying to think of like, how are we gonna get more followers? How are we gonna? Like, yeah, but, but there's no barrier to entry anymore. So right no now barrier. it's a fucking wild, wild west again. But in this digital landscape, this digital and everybody land. exactly. has a shot. Everybody has a shot. There's so much noise it. now. It's like we just have to like, man, like tune out of all that shit and like go more within ourselves and like, it's it's cool to talk to one another, man, and like, and I I'm I'm not like the most social dude because I'm just an introverted person. I like to talk to people. I'm not shy. I don't mind talking to people. I just it's I go off of vibes. And sometimes I talk mm-hmm. to people. I just feel like this is not what I need to be doing right now. It's right, not right, good for right. my energy. I feel it. You know what I mean? I'm doing this because it feels good. I don't feel anything but love. Yeah. When I'm talking to you guys, it's genuine. When I walk in the door, it's B. What's good? Yeah, we're talking about different things. It's love. You know, I'm cool with that. But, like, even when we're out on the street, like, you know, helping a lady out or, like, somebody drops something, we easily, like, walk past it. Somebody drops something and we know, like, that's their cell phone. Some people might be like, free phone. I'm about to charge it. Yeah. And it's just like, man. All the time. Like, if you find that phone, it's just like, man, let me see who this belongs to. Let me get it back to them. Straight and it's just up. Like, like I said, the universe works in mysterious ways. And little do you know, everything is fucking connected, dog. And it's like, you do this, it's going to be connected to yeah. something else. It could be something small. It could be medium. It could be great. It could be, it's going to be something. And we just have to think of that more, man. Like, everything is connected. And do do good, man. Just be, just we can just be a little better, man. A little, it's cool, like, to to be more heartfelt. You're not like a sissy yeah. or a punk if you have feelings. You know what I mean? We're not robots. Bro. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. there's no there's artificial intelligence. There's no downside. There's no, just no downside. It's no, yeah. no like, it's, n- it's nothing wrong telling somebody I love you. Yeah, you straight up. I mean? You're not going to lose anything. In fact, little do you know, they probably love you just as much. <laughs> but you think of the crazy thing about this, right? And, and I bring this up because recently um, an acquaintance of mine who's like... A, a friend, a friend in the standpoint of like, if we saw each other, it's a big bear hug is mm-hmm. what it do. This kid was a college athlete and he's really close with my best friends. And he was a college tight end, full scholarship to Stanford, played in the league, all that. He's like 27 years old right now, right? Suffered a brain aneurysm. Like two weeks ago was with the homies. Suffered a brain aneurysm last week. Went through two strokes. Mm-hmm. Will most likely never be the same. Oh my God. Right? I met up with my boy. I was at Doheny room the other night, and I met up with my boy. Like they were blasting me to try and get in. Saw them. Then I then I I got them in. Then I saw one of my boys like tearing up. He just was different. I was like, "What's wrong with you, bro? Why are you so serious right now?" And I saw him about to start bawling. Jeez. So I took him outside. I was like, "Look, bro, just let it out. What's going on? What's going on?" And he started crying. He was like, "Bro, our friend, he's in the hospital. I don't know. He'll never be the same." Like. I don't know what's going on, this, that, and the other. He's just so broken about it. And I was like, and he was like apologizing. I was like, no, bro, let it out. And the point that I'm trying to make here is like, so many people, when something happens already, 
make such an impassioned response and we'll put Facebook posts up and we'll put all these pictures like loved you bro like mm-hmm. you'll never know what the, the, the that one laugh that pray you have. pray for him but are you really praying yeah. for him <laughs> but, but the but the bigger thing is is like to your point why not just say this type of like why not say everything that you feel in certain instances to your friends when you feel them yeah, right? instead of waiting. Why not just be like, I, 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 may, I, may, I may be thinking about you as I'm driving, yeah, and I may sound like a cornball, like thinking about it, but I could literally be like, B, I love you to death. I Whoa. saw something that reminded me of you. I remember when you told that, me this story. That too, that's something simple because we, we see shit on a daily that makes us think of Yeah. Stuff, you know what I mean? And it's cool to like, I understand, you know, different people you might not stay in contact with. That's that's understandable. But if you do stay in contact with them and then you are kind of cool with them, like, man, hit them up, man. It's all, I really just feel like it's all love. And I, I hit one of my boys up because a song came on fucking the radio that like reminded me of when his girlfriend was screaming at him in the car and I had always told him she's a crazy chicky. But like he was so in love at that point. All this. But the song came on and I hadn't spoken to him in like three years. And I literally texted him like, shout out to your crazy bitch girlfriend. This song just came on and every time I hear this song, I'm gonna think of you. I love you. I hope everything's well with you. Right? He was, and then he was like, whoa, I haven't talked to you in a while. We just caught up a little bit and it's done. Like, we don't need to catch up every day on small talk. Like, yo, what's up? People think they're so like, right. if I say what's up to you, I'm going to have to like talk to you every I think, day. I think why people don't do that though, and a lot of it has to play with social media because like you said, like, well, like I said, social media is amazing. The internet, yeah. the information age is amazing. So much information out there. It's so much information that we pass up good information. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting. Um, But, since we, for instance, we can follow a cousin or a loved one or a best friend or whatever, auntie, whatever, we follow them on Instagram and or, you know, Twitter, whatever medium you follow them. Yeah. And you see what they're up to daily. So in your mind, that's, you're, ca- you're already catching up with them, but you actually yeah. don't have contact with yeah. them. You actually don't hit them up. You, like might a like a pic- you might like a picture or like put an emoji or comment or something, but you actually not. It's no like actual call. Mm-hmm. I know. Like you actually don't pick up and go. Still text, even as yeah. far as it will go. And now, like nobody wants to fully commit mm. to like the the conversation because we want fast, fast, fast. Straight fast. up, we want our food fast. We want this fast. So it's like cool. Like I don't want to talk to this person. I'm gonna probably be on the phone with them for an hour. So I'm gonna just say what's up, and then I might not reply because I just don't feel like talking. Or, eh. Which is cool. I understand people got this shit going on, but what's is causing this like weird, you know, socially awkward, not yeah. talking, not because I'm really not in touch with so many people, but or it could be somebody I follow and it's just I feel like I'm in touch with them because I see what they're up to every day. But do I communicate with them? No. Should I? Yeah. And I think that's what's going on with all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, Bro, it's I got weird, homies man. that are like out here, you know. When they're texting a girl, yeah, and I'm not going to name any names, don't be scared because I know you're going to hear this podcast, B. But literally texting girls and being like, yeah, bro, so I put the read receipt on and she hit me with the text and I hit her with the read receipt, no reply. Ha! What's up? But like for (laughs) girls in this age, it's like, oh my God, he didn't reply to me. And for us, we start like putting these things together of like, all right, instead of the I'm not going to call you for two days, 
Like now we've we've taken the don't call two days and then hit the girl up if you get the number to like the text forum. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. But how man, pull up on them. Ask where you at. Straight pull up. up. Say what's going on, sweetie pie. Pull up. Say what's going on. You know, see what they're up to. Give them a hug. So I just want to see. Straight up. Yeah. They'll probably fucking faint because dudes don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> People don't do Bro, that. Bro, I literally wrote a handwritten <laughs> note the other day. Wrote the handwritten note yeah. and sent it to this girlie. Because, like, I saw her after, like, ages. And I was just like, yo, I just, I literally saw her and then she disappeared, right? This was at actually David's show, uh, a Clankstoff show. Okay. And I saw this girl. She's just, like, little bundle of, of fucking brilliance and bubbly energy. And, like, literally, like, I look at her and I just smile, right? She just brings, like, such good energy to me. And I looked over. I hugged her. I hadn't seen her in forever. And then as it was ending, I was like looking for her because I was like, I'm just going to go tell her she's like one of the most amazing people on the planet Earth and didn't see her, didn't find her. I'm over here looking. I'm lit as shit, just looking around. <laughs> then she pops up behind me and I just like grabbed her, bear hugged her. And I'm just spewing it. I was like, look, I thought I lost you. But look, I just want to tell you you're the most beautiful. Like you're just bubbly. Just keep smiling because you're mm. making the world a better place type shit. Right. And she was kind of like, oh, like it's it's a little off putting when somebody's throwing it at you. But I was like, you just need to know that your energy is lit. Like, who knows? Who cares if if I look like a retard or whatever? I I want to express this to you, and you're gonna be told. But we, I don't care we, how I look. My thing is, we need to do that with like everybody. Though. Yeah. And my thing, like fellas and women or whatever you know we'll probably see a dude with like some fly shoes on or fly outfit and like damn that's just tired i wonder where you got that shit from <laughs> straight up and not say anything and it's as simple as like dog you killing it yeah man. you fly so, yeah, that yeah. simple it, thing instead of like fucking just, yeah. looking at him all night non-stop <laughs> like you like him or something and if you do like him just be like hey man i like you kind of you know <laughs> i don't know I'm like, you know, you know so, what i mean just stop being like is it's cool like you're not like if you see somebody doing doing your and doing their thing hit them up like yeah. say it's cool like it's cool because like me as a creative what i'm learning is like that's what i do it for like that you know money's great and shit you know but i, I don't do what i love for money because i was doing what i love when i was a kid and i didn't even care about money <laughs> so, yeah. yeah i'm not doing it for money but when somebody's when you build something, you make something, you do something. Somebody's like, man, or you make an app. Somebody's like, man, I love this app. I use this every day. It's so good, priceless feeling, mm-hmm. dog. And people don't realize like just giving somebody a compliment, like yeah. you know, like that kid that nobody says anything to, but it's like, man, you know, I really like you because you do your thing every day, man. I I couldn't even do. I don't even have the boss to do that. You you fly, dog. That can just like <sighs> shift somebody. That little shit. that little ripple. That little ripple can just shift somebody's whole shit, and that's what we need to do. It's not like you know the the girl. I feel like stuff, that's cool, but vulnerable. like vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's cool so, to be you know. It's cool. Like that's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's such a simple thing too. But you know, just saying hi to somebody. Hi. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> literally yeah. like it's such. And, a, and, and by the way, please excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Very big. Right, right. But I mean, but you got to think like all the simple stuff. Like that, we may have been taught in like kindergarten and pre K that as adults, <laughs> somehow we just don't even think it's like it matters. Wild. Can stop so many things from happening. Like now, I see it. I even kind of find myself in that, but today I stopped myself from doing it. And 
I feel like even like when you're in traffic. Remember when you was a kid, somebody you always try to cut in line. Somebody could be like, ah, I was in line. You <laughs> yeah. know? But as adults now, we do that in traffic. Somebody cut me off. Somebody, fuck, no, man. Uh. You try to go around, but it's like, <laughs> why? Why? I'm trying why, to get to why, that same why? red chill, light really chill, fast. Chill, 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 chill. Yeah, yeah, chill, yeah. chill, chill. It's cool. It's cool. And I'm learning that too. I have to tell myself, like, yo, be chill, chill, chill. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Like, if the light turned green and somebody's about to turn, want to turn out a driveway, let them go. Yeah. And guess what? They got to give me that hand because I look for the peace, you know, when you let somebody and they don't give you that peace. You like, don't bet it's like, come on, bro. Yeah, I, I let you go. You don't give me that peace. Uh, yeah, but whatever. Cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what it's cool, man. Like, it's it just like I, what I'm realizing now is like so many of us, like ones like people hit 21, you know everything. No, <laughs> it's like, and that's where, that's why so many of us stop growing, stop learning. You may see people went to school if they look totally different because they just felt like they're 21. They they can just drink crazy, eat all they want to, yeah. don't got to work out, can party. You know, what? It, it could be anything, man, but it's like, don't stop. You know, now since you're out of school and now since you're 21, now you can really learn. Yeah. You can do, learn any fucking thing you want to and start developing yourself and your brain more. But yeah, man, like once people hit 21, they just stop. Nothing yeah, matters. I know fucking everything. I pay yeah. my bills. I got a kid. Fuck you. And it's, it's, we don't fucking grow. We don't learn about everything. Nothing. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's no, like, wrong, you know how it is. Like, no, man, am I 21? You're a baby. You're just a <laughs> baby. Like twenty one, like you're twelve. Like man, that's, yeah. that's what it is, bro. Like it's, it's like you're growing, you're man. And yeah. like it's supposed uh, to be yeah. It doesn't stop at school. Like oh, good for you. Man. You graduated oh, college, high school, whatever. But like learning and you know, how, especially stop. like people I graduate from college, like yeah, I went to Harvard, and it's like okay. Yeah, you just Great. fucking like yeah, good for you. <laughs> Great, I work at Vons, bitch. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's just all about me. I just feel like just like, like I said, everything's connecting. We just need to keep trying to grow, absolutely, and, and better ourselves because like through that, like bettering ourselves, learning about ourselves, we learn about our world, we learn about each other and different things, and opening up each other to like our different lifestyles and other people's lifestyles yeah. and how they live and like even as simple as like learning about like how people live in rainforest or talking to a homeless dude right. you know whatever it's just like that opens you up like maybe like on the way to work like take a different route you know huh? listen to a different radio station i'm not saying go out there and try drugs and do some dumb shit that's yeah. not what i'm saying <laughs> you know, but be not, curious but yeah. like yeah just be like a little open like check out that different music like Maybe, oh, like on the weekend, I always go to this club on this corner, but what's this like jazz club about? Or what's this yeah. like country club? You, know, you fucking, uh, that's how the most, and if you watch uh, different types of movies, that's what they really base a lot of different movies off of, that little instinct of just like, eh. uh, but I feel like so many people have those thoughts in their head, but they don't act on them because they start beating themselves down. Like, yeah. oh, what are people going to think about me? Oh, it's just like, yo one life to live but, but what they don't realize there with, with that kind of like what are they gonna think mentality mm. is that when you 35 those people that you asking yourself what they gonna think yeah. are nowhere near your fucking ass nowhere near so the only that. person that's gonna feel empty if they didn't try or if they didn't give it their all or it didn't turn out the way they wanted to the only person that's accountable is us 1000 and like I said man this is, I, I'm just trying to base this all towards like acts of kindness being like a little more, the simple, a little things, more open, bro. just like the simple things, man. I'm not telling like people because 
I don't I don't do drugs. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I'm not asking anybody to go do that shit and like do any, I'm not asking. That's not what being open means. And I feel like that's the first thing people think about like when mm-hmm. you like be open, like try different things or different, you know. And I'm learning too. I'm still stepping out of my comfort zone in different situations and being more accepting of other people's lifestyles and different things like that, but I'm not asking you or telling you being open means to go do something insane. Yeah. It all just uh, tracks back to simple things and it all goes back to self. So it's really like it's all in here what is what affects everything. Like everything we see now is fucking computer. This beautiful synergy kombucha that I'm drinking trilogy by the way. It all started it's, in the mind. Yeah. You know it, I mean? It's weird because I think the the grind messes with that. I think the daily grind of you know trying to to make a career, trying to get money or and pay man, your bills. That does not matter, like, man. That does but, not but, fucking but, but, matter, but, but, man. Wouldn't you say the grind messes with people when the grind is for external purposes? Well, yeah, I mean, like if somebody's grinding to become, like, it's such a fucking cliche, but like grinding to become or grinding to become as great as they possibly can. At the end of the day, if the only barometer is you your what you see in the reflection of the fucking mirror that becomes a lot realer than how your friends see you or what the cool people oh see you God. as right that's imagine you, you t- and that's the thing like Anoush tapped into that on on that topic tapped on that topic uh before we got like on air or whatever and you were talking about how like you met a kid or whatever he was like yeah i'm trying that and i'm trying and it's just like i used to do that too when people ask me like man what do you do like yeah man i'm trying to do art i'm trying it's just like no i do art you know because they were like trying thing like what do you what are you trying because yeah i think and i think why we do that because we always associate associate ourselves with uh with money yeah we always like everything goes to and validation to, bro. And, and, and validation of people and it's like if i don't have x amount of dollars and x amount of validations from these people then i'm not really doing it it's so hard to you know i i i can't agree more it's so hard to separate like for we've been conditioned to think like that because it's so hard to separate yourselves from that especially to when you live in a city like los angeles i was a victim of it for years yeah travel travel to other places in the world and it can be very different. The world is bigger but, than yeah. LA, but, but exactly. I love LA. <laughs> yeah, we, I love LA. But, Big up LA. But no, it, it's true. Like you, you do get caught up in that, um, and it uh, it can really again, you can just lose yourself in that, um, and, and it's it can be very very tough. I've seen it too, man. Like me, like when I graduated high school, not having a job, not mm-hmm. going to college, and my mom's like, "What are you doing?" It's like I'm an artist, you know. Check in with reality, like yeah. And it's just like, like of course you're an artist, you know. Yeah, it's, but it's but, like, but when you, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard to, it's hard to really think that. But you know, actually, here's a, that's a, actually a good segue. Talk about kind of, kind of where you're at now, but what it means to you to be an artist, but also, you know, because this is a topic that we come up with, is being an artist, but also having. Um, making money doing what you love because like if we can uh, if we can kind of with that question of mine kind of go back to what was the journey like in the struggle of maintaining your livelihood but also knowing that you wanted to create 
right? Because that's a journey in and of itself, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, so I just go to like um, when I graduated like high school, I didn't know what the fuck I was gonna do. I knew what I wanted to do, but when you have so many people like asking you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And when my grandma calls my phone, like, you know, you're not going to go to college by way to do it. And I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> and I think because of people have all these like things that they think about themselves and their quote unquote reality, they push that on you. And then you start to actually believe that. That's like a security too. And you actually become that. And that's another thing as like humans, we always want that security. If we don't have that, we don't feel comfortable. And when mm-hmm. I'm learning, like studying different entrepreneurs and different things, they talk about, you know, and these are all entrepreneurs. They talk about if you have that like consistency and security, you're going to get stuck. From not having security and not knowing what the fuck's about to happen, that's where the magic happens. But nobody wants to like really try that and figure it out for themselves. And what I'm learning is that's why everybody's not. <laughs> so for you, big. when you were you know coming out of high school and thinking you know college is not an option for you, but you needed to make money and pursue your passion. Oh, well, I ended up getting like a job at like Forever Twenty One for like. A, two months hated it yeah hated myself and i was like man i was making more money when i was just like selling a little weed at school and stuff mm-hmm. this is not what i need to be doing quit okay. <laughs> my own told my mom i quit she's like what are you doing that's a good job you got you know my, my family like i said for them yeah, you want to be manager forever 21 I yeah think. for for them it's just like good job could be target manager no, that's a good job that's security good right. job you doing but that's not what i was trying to do and i knew like in my heart it didn't feel right so anyway i ended up started working with kids somehow at the time and it, it fell through through my mom somehow from her having a job somewhere after she left her uh the job she was with with the uh, wealthy people um and big ups to that family because they changed my life man getting me to go to like pay me for me to go to summer camp as a kid and mm-hmm. i went to stay away camp for the whole summer the only black kid wow first experience in just like different cultures i mean i'm not even i never use race as a fucking ex- uh, excuse for anything i don't i don't like that like that's not and i know there's a bunch of racial things going on in this sure. world and stuff but me personally that's not what i'm i'm a, i'm not about that mm-hmm. yeah because i've i've been in you know what i mean i've worked with kids in beverly hills and in malibu and i'm hosting after school classes and i'm pulling up to these school this these schools and they're like hey can we help you sir and i'm like yeah i'm an after school teacher um uh are you sure are you and i'm like yes i'm after school teacher. <laughs> call, call your call the principal that's me I don't get, I'm not getting offended by that. That's because I, I don't, I don't have a reason to go pop off at somebody because of what they perceive of me or what they think. I know yeah. who I am. I don't, mm. okay, skin color, what? you know, you talk to me, you'll find out who I am. So I never use that as an excuse. Yeah, I'm black. I'm not, get the fuck out of here. I've been pulled over by a cosmopolitan. So I don't care. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, you talk to me, check my record, check. I have no, I've never been in handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. I don't have an issue with that. So if you need to stop me to check, because that's what the assumption you're making of me. Wonderful. But mm. I'm and your thinking, response plays a yeah. role in that. And, too, and my response too, because I'm not threatened by that. I don't have a. I don't need to get on the net, the internet, like this person did this to me, and they 
people judge people all the fucking time. Yeah. We do it ourselves. We see people like, look at this. You know, yeah, <laughs> you can up. see a beautiful girl you like, and you see her with a, a fucking dude, and she got whatever you like, man, look at this fucking. <laughs> look at this. He's a fucking. I mean, <laughs> he's probably the nicest guy in the world. You like, look at this fucking. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, we fucking do this shit every day. So it's like, I, I, yeah, I hear you, but. I mean, there's a big fucking racism problem. There, there, there is, there is, is, there is. I'm not discounting. I'm not discounting. I'm not discrediting. There, there is. I I hear you. It's, it's an interesting. You know, from your perspective, it's a very interesting perspective. And this is coming from. I'm saying, like, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a kid, a geek off the street. You know what I mean? I'm from where it's like. That's why it's a fascinating perspective. And and I've seen. What I'm saying is, I've seen so many people use their surroundings, their different things as excuses Mm -hmm. why they can't go after their dream. Yes, we know there's been racism and all that stuff, but it's always been. At the same time. What's new under the sun, but at the same time, you can't, you can't get caught up into that. And this is when like the whole like idea of like meditation and action comes in. Like it's Mm -hmm. cool to like meditate and be still, but like when people get out of that and you know, it doesn't have to literally mean meditation. I'm just saying when people get out of that peace bubble and then they walk out, then it's gone. But But it's like, how do we, how do you continue that? Like peace, even in like weird, uncomfortable situations and it's like that's how that's how we can grow and become more powerful as a people as just day-to-day people like racism we know that it's cool we know it's people getting killed over we know but it's like what about what are we doing for self right now how are we helping that because like i said that little ripple can cause a big thing and something is okay sir yeah take my license if you know you didn't do anything it's cool but but one of the interesting things though i think with your story which which allows it to not only be as fascinating but to look at it as very fortunate is that yes you did grow up there mm-hmm. but circumstances in your life allowed you to see the possibility exactly elsewhere, and that's right? and that's what and helped you, me you, so you much were nurtured man. by a very wealthy white family that gave they regardless gave. of your color regardless they of didn't the, even see so the, she took me like these people took me in as their kid yeah, like they loved me. So like, I, I so much respect this perspective. No, it's, 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 but also it's know crazy. that like he grew up knowing that it's possible and for this not to be a thing. But for the for the homies of yours that were they, in, they, in the they neighborhood, they didn't even know that dog. They don't like, even. I think I, one of the biggest things in like, especially when we talk with like race and the systematic like uh, systems in place that really put. Not only African Americans, but communities in poverty, in perpetual poverty, they don't get out is them. that they don't see a hope, right? Yeah. They also don't see a possibility that it could get better, mm. right? One of the fortunate things with you is your mom was working. Like, imagine if his mom didn't have that job. Imagine if she was the learning center manager in fucking Redondo, yeah. and God knows it's, where. It's right, wild. it would have yeah. been but, over for me. But the, but uh, but the beauty in that ability to to be privileged in that regard, but also see it from both sides of the spectrum. At the end of the day, it's crazy. Like imagine if we give our communities possibility, dog. It, that that that's exactly it, man. <laughs> it all starts like, at home, though, man. Because. Yeah. It, you got to think like the kids I was growing up around in my neighborhood and things, their families was listening to rap music. Their families was listening to that, you know, or or they was listening to no music and they just listened to what their the brothers listened to or something. Mm. My grandma was listening to Soka Calypso music and stuff, or she would listen to Elvis, the same fucking song, like 50 times. <laughs> that she only knows like two words, of, you know what I mean? And my grandma, I mean, and my mom was listening to all this like roots and reggae and yeah. things. And she even, she even got into like Etta James and occasionally and different things. But 
that opened me up like to like just different sounds and different things and i feel like like parenting and different things we it 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 stems back like my mom could have easily gave me a football and been like yo you gonna play football yeah but since i didn't have that like male figure and male you know and also her working with the wealthy family i ended up getting on the razor scooter i ended up like riding a segway you know these kids in my neighborhood don't even know what a segway is at the time it's It's just yeah it's just you know like i said it's i think your experience even from you you from being that young and completely like, it's yeah. just to completely. Who, just to, to who you are now and it, it's crazy but uh yeah it's just i i don't, I, don't I'm, I find that so interesting your perspective on the it's so i love it because it really shows such a different light in mm. every possible way like you're just you're you're talking about something that is just not shown or heard of. It's not like you're such a no, no, no. fucking rarity in this. One thousand percent. You know, it, it's just it's that's that's what's so interesting and about. I think it. like like you know we were talking before like when I graduated from high school and like um. I just knew like I can you know and I'm not saying like I'm the like wealthiest person now because I'm not. It's like days when I don't know, but that's okay. It's not my job. Like I said, to know I don't have to know everything. And a lot of times, so many of us, you know, we have we know so many friends that are talented at things that they can blow up if mm-hmm. they focus in on it and just work at it. But oh, they yeah. don't, and it's it just goes back to like you know working at that craft all the time. But um when I was in high school, I knew it was possible because mom, I saw that Ferrari and I'm not saying Ferrari as in like material thing, but as far as like that man wanted that car, that's not no normal car. And he got it. And he has like three of them parked and he has that big ass pool. And he has that somebody in this family. It it could have not been him. Could have been his wife's family. It could have been someone. Somebody made that happen for generations and that's what inspired me because I continue to see like people in my family struggle, work normal jobs, just be day to day, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, everybody's like, you know, my favorite reggae artist, one of them named Anthony B. He said, everybody's not going to be a lion. That's okay. I understand that. But I was just like, I, I just don't want to be, I just don't want to have baby mama drama. I just don't want to have like co-parenting. I just don't want to, mm. I don't want to have none of that, just like, you know, the stuff that I was seeing in my neighborhood. I didn't want to be around that. I didn't want to, I didn't want to dress like this no more. I didn't want to, you know what I mean? I just wanted to just, I knew what I wanted. And from seeing that family and seeing how they were, they, their, their shit could have probably not even been together. (laughs) You know, they could have had a horrible, they could have not, they could have hated each other for all I know. But I just saw like the possibility of Mm. get having more. They, uh, what really helped me was going to like summer camps and stuff that they took me and I was the only black kid there mm. and seeing all these other kids that loved me. At first it was weird cause they, you know, this is like back when no internet was popping. These kids in like middle school and like sixth grade and stuff never had to go like hang out with black kids cause they live in like private places from all over the U S and out of the U S and stuff. It was called Jamison ranch camp. If you do have the funds, send your kid there. Mm. Life changing. I mean, horseback riding, everything is done on the ranch, on the farm, completely changed my life, dog. And to this day, I still, like, ride in my car or I'm just out playing on my own, riding my bike, whatever. And I have memories of, like, things that I should – I have scars from falling. (laughs) And I look at it in the shower like, damn. It's like a piece of wood that we, like, cut from uh, from a tree and sanded it down. And I was, like, fucking 11, dog. I still have that piece of wood. And that shit means so much to me because it's like 
that that like helped me so much, man. Like these people, like like just like giving my mom, like even caring, and it's that simple act of like her boss, but husband and wife could have been like, I really like that kid, but I don't really care, you know. Yeah. But they acted. They took an extra step. They took an extra step, and they acted. Mm -hmm. And you know, them paying like fucking three thousand dollars for me or five thousand to go to camp for the summer is like them spending twenty dollars at Whole Foods. This ain't shit, you know. These people got fucking acres. Straight up, this shit ain't doing nothing to send this little boy to. What the fuck? That's (laughs) yeah. yeah. They ain't affecting my boy. If anything, I'm probably gonna use that as tax write off or some shit, whatever. (laughs) Fuck it. But it's like, man, that and I. It's crazy because I wrote the husband a letter and I still stay in contact with them like daily you know what I mean but something in me was just like like I woke I even tweeted about it. like man, I woke up just like out of nowhere just like crying dog like man like I'm really thankful like and if it wasn't for that moment and those people my mom meeting those people in the universe like connecting and making it happen <laughs> dog I, I still would have been like you know into different things but I still wouldn't have had that like full perspective and, and that's what shaped me when I was in that moment in high school where a very pivotal moment too. Yeah, when I was in high school where like things were rough and I was just like, What the fuck am I gonna do? Because I thought like, Man, he did it. They did it. Mm-hmm. I can do it and this is what I want. And my grandma wakes up every morning and she does what she loves. Why can't I? And she didn't even graduate from elementary, so why can't I? I'm gonna do it. I want to and you know, everybody's looking at you like crazy, you're tripping, you quit your job, what are you doing? You know, you're working with you start working with kids you're not trying to work with kids it's, but it's fun i'm learning i'm maturing so much through that because i have to talk to the parent about the kids mm-hmm. day and what they did and these are professional people in beverly hills who are plastic surgeons all types of stuff and i'm i have to rap for my people i have to like Straight my up. family i have to talk pre- pre- be presentable look presentable different things and you know they probably don't even fucking care but in my mind i, I still have to rap sure I, yeah. and at the end of the day i'm being myself i never went in there like trying to act like something i'm not or you know i, I still was me but it was just like wow you know they're walking in and they're like you know the nanny is like who why is this <laughs> why is my kid hanging on this black man but it's like then they talk and they're like oh i get it you know what i mean yeah and it's like it was a very interesting time, man, because I still had all these goals and things I wanted to do. I would tell friends, family, mom, whatever, you know, I want to go to Japan, I want to go to London, I want to do these things. And it's just like, you know, you're just a dreamer, you're tripping. But it's like, I still didn't give a fuck what anybody said because I know it's possible. And I always tell myself, I'm going to be that person that breaks that cycle of my family and mm. turns some shit into something totally different. Like, to the point where, like, my little cousins and stuff, no matter what they're going through, doesn't mean I'm just be Mr. Handout, man. But it's like if they graduate from mm-hmm. school or whatever, I can put them into working for a company or something because I know a guy or a friend yeah. or I have my own fucking company and they can start building and learning about something and do what they love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And th- and that's my goal. Like and I and I still always think about that. But um, as one of my favorite speakers, like Eric Thomas said, it's like you're talking about you want to do this, you want to do that, but you didn't even like take the effort and follow through and i was talking about i wanted to travel and do all these things but i didn't even have my fucking passport and it's like how how do i want to travel if i don't have my passport renewed the last passport i had is when i went to belize to visit my family and i was like four yeah how am i going to travel at 14 exactly i can get a fucking call today how am i gonna go anywhere and that day i went to go like renew my passport I told my mom I'd try to do this thing. Man, I didn't know how the fuck I was going to do this. <laughs> I really didn't know, but I, I knew I I had to follow through and do something. Mm. Literally, uh, like, 
maybe like four months later, end up traveling. It's crazy. And it was like, in, in that moment, like, even though where I'm at now and I don't know what's going to happen and all this and yada, yada, whatever, man, but I proved to myself already that it's possible. And everything that I have now and that I wanted, I all had that all on my vision board. I wrote that down. And mm. that, that just shows you how, how we're magnets, man, and manifesting your dreams is so real. And it's like, if you believe in yourself, and I'm not saying if you're trying to be the next Mariah Carey or some crazy shit, I don't fucking know, you know? And like, and you know your crabs that, you know, do something that you know that's like legit and you're passionate about and you're good at, but it's fucking possible. So yeah. Like, how wild is it for you? To, like, not how wild is it, excuse me. Yeah. I want to go into your vision board, right? Because I feel like it's so important. And this is coming from a dude that doesn't have a vision board. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll write my goals down and shit. But we were talking together that day about your vision board and how it constantly kind of moves forward. You'll take things that haven't happened yet and put them on a new one or Mm -hmm. your vision board constantly builds. And, like, I'm just thinking about that conception and I'm like, fuck, that seems like such a great idea, right? To me, I'm over here like fanning out, and this is the second time I've thought about it. So, yeah, uh, I, to the third time that it happens for me. There you go, the third time. So now the follow right. through. Uh, I got introduced to that by like Earl Nightingale and stuff, studying his like concepts and different things that he talked about and how they were talking about the uh, the law of attraction and all that stuff. And I was just, I don't know, if something I had this like crazy like uh, paradigm shift for whatever reason. I don't know. It was just like unlearned everything i knew my mom taught me and stuff whether it's health whether it's books whether it's any fucking thing you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and literally relearn and i don't know how it happened (laughs) it just happened somehow Mm. and i was in my room and i just like started doing all this like crazy research of everything (laughs) i mean anything you can think of that you know that you thought you knew is like literally stripping myself from that and like learning it was a very interesting time very stressful very like weird very like paranoid it was like uh like some like matrix movie type shit like wow. uh, you know what does it do with the ball dude uh morpheus. morpheus like morpheus like took me out of nowhere just like everything you know is a fucking lie you're an idiot let's read it. and i'm just like sweating it was like that type of shit but in my room by myself just loaded all the information loaded all the fucking information dog in it it was, it was just like very like powerful to like uh like learn all that shit you yeah know? and it needed to happen man it needed to happen and what where's the question you're asking again? no that, that that's it because it's like you seem to have such a genuine like lust for knowledge um and what's beautiful about your path is that your observances and your eye and your experiences have shaped, incredibly shaped who you are and your output, right? So you're, bless, and, and, bless. and that's the beauty of the essence of a creator, right? Like they, in, they see the world a type of way, they feel the world a type of way. And, you know, we were talking about in this digital age, especially like originality is kind of becoming obsolete. Mm. But I think, in this day and age, like the beauty of originality is inspiration we'll get from everywhere. Nothing in this day and age is an original concept anymore. But it's getting there. <laughs> but the more and more of you you become, the quest for you, the input is seen and the output is original in that it's an expression of your thoughts or how you see the world, whether it's in writing a song 
or whether it's in painting a painting, yeah. how you see the world, you do it that type of way because it's how you feel. Exactly. It's not like, damn, I just need to go copy this but, and go do that. Tapping into what you're saying about the whole like vision board thing. So like when Earl Nightingale and I learned, and whoever's listening to this, if you research it on your own, you might like, you know, that might Earl Nightingale, Earl Nightingale, Nightingale and gentlemen, might help you like learn about. He's whispering into the microphone. Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale. Um. So <laughs> basically, uh, the vision board they talk about writing your goals down. Different speakers I was listening to and different people I was studying, they talk about writing your goals down and also making a vision board and seeing it. But they said. Like, you can't only do that. You have to act on it. Because some people just do that and they don't do anything yeah, else. They put it in the closet. Like, so did that. you basically, it's basically like how we know our conscious mind sleeps and sometimes wakes up and our subconscious mind never fucking sleeps. That's why, yeah. like, if you have the TV on and different things, you're driving your car. It's like, well, damn, why do I keep singing that commercial? Why didn't, you know, it's like when you're driving your car, you don't have to tell yourself, okay, break, stop, turn. Like, the subconscious yeah. mind just knows. And that, and that goes back to when I was talking about, like, my mom playing, like, all that reggae yeah. music and those wise words. She had no right. idea. It was training my subconscious mind. She could have been playing rap or, like, right. different things and it could have just fucked me up, but it didn't, you know? And, um, so writing, when you like write your goals down, you basically make this vision board. I went to the extreme of like, thanks for living in a digital age. I can put it as my background on my phone. So I'm mm. looking at it every day. And then it, it wow. went as far as like me studying about this dude like named Tahuti Ma'atra who like really helped like shift my whole perspective on some spiritual shit. What was his name? Tahuti Ma'atra, if you find him. A lot of his videos don't exist, but maybe Google and read up on some of the things he wrote about. But he was talking about how you have to, and this guy was from like South Central from Watts and different things too. So he made a full 360 and that's kind of what attracted me to him even more because this isn't some dude who was like wealthy and stuff. He came from like zero and now he's a herbalist and like, he was like, you know, 20 years vegan and all these things. And I got into that. And the only reason I knew about veganism and different things was because listening to all the reggae roots and things and a lot of like Rosses are vegans and things. And, my mom and grandma shopping at food for less but her boss and they're shopping at whole foods right wow. and i'm asking my mom why do they shop there like why was that chips i ate they're so good or whatever but that place is expensive <laughs> yeah super expensive but that's that's all she would say that place is expensive. Uh, okay. <laughs> right, cool, but uh, I, w- I would go to the point where like things i wanted whether it's a car whether it's an apartment different things like like envision myself in that element like so if i'm driving in my car and it's making noise about to break down like i envision myself like i'm in the car i want i like i already have it yeah and that's the thing like start envisioning myself as i already have it. i want that apartment when my mom's not home or whatever i already have it i'm here yeah. right now and that little did i know that like helped me so much because Everything I wrote on that vision where everything I went like literally in deep fucking detail, dog. It's so it's so trippy, so inspiring that that's why now I'm like no matter what happens in my life, I'm even if I kind of like get a little worried and stuff, you know, because it's natural we're human. Yeah. But I something in me still like man, I already <laughs> I already saw how the universe like plays its part, and when I play my part, how it plays its yeah, part. Yeah, you've done and, it before. I've done it before, and. And like I said, like people, why people don't follow through on so many things in life is because they think if you're not doing it big, like if you're not a fucking Kanye West or a Pharrell sure, sure. or you're not a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs, you're not doing it big. But that's total bullshit. It's mm-hmm. like that's us like comparing ourselves to other people. And it's like it doesn't fucking matter. Just like doing something is anything big. Like even if you like even if you like say you're going to print up 10 t-shirts what i which i don't recommend because that's flooded right now let's do something else but if you print up 10 t-shirts right 
and none of them sell, you still fucking follow through. You yeah. still designed it. You still got it printed. You yeah. did it. Even you if it learned feels, the process. you learn the process, yeah. you did it. And it's like through that, that's how we grow and become better. And of it's course. like when I was making those stickers at, in high school and even though they were the incorrect paper and I posted them and it, when it rained, that ink was bleeding and I saw it, but I still <laughs> did it. I still yeah. did yeah. it. You know what I mean? And that's like, that's like, was like super powerful. Like when I did that vision board, I envisioned myself like having all those things and and I was looking at it daily and I was just basically training my subconscious mind to like not even notice it when I unlocked my phone. I already looked at it once and you while got I looked it. at the time and I got it. Yeah. And now, and I feel like if we all work towards that, something positive and it can't be like money driven, like every, like I know people are like, yeah, but money isn't important, but we all need it. Like it's a necessity and different things. And yes, like money is just a tool and money is only going to get you more of what you already have. Sure. You know what I mean? So just take money out the equation and if you were a billionaire like if i was that wealthy family that my mom was working for and money i didn't even have to fucking think about what would i be doing every day and that's what i try to aim towards and Mm. as long as i play my part i do good you know what i mean i work on myself i go inward i learn about myself and i i I work towards my goals daily and I I work on my craft. Like, you know, you look at Michael Jordan, fucking Tiger Woods, whether they're retired or not, they still fucking practice. They still shoot. How can I lose? Mm. It's like, no, it's literally no fucking way. If you work towards and you build, I don't know, like anybody would tell you that. I'm sure that's big that has done it. You know, I don't know. And I haven't like done it like fucking like, I don't know, Rob Deerdeck or whoever, but even they'll fucking tell you like straight up. Yeah. If you just like it's simple, it's literally simple. Like it's the simple. This is shit they don't teach you in school. No, yeah, this isn't. This, like is, this is like real. You. This is like life. This yeah. is the universe. This is like bigger than that. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that's just what I think of, man, all the time. And that vision board shit is powerful. And like, shit, man, it's life. <laughs> it's Straight real. It's, it's you. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. And uh, so right now, mm-hmm. where you? What are you striving to do, or who are you striving to be? work work more towards my craft and like somehow like not perfect i'm never gonna be perfect but learn more about my craft and like my ability like like pay attention to my techniques when i'm doing different things but for most part do art and through doing art art motivating people um on my path and you know inspiring others and i just want i want to inspire create dope things that shift people's mind and help. That's, that's all I really want to do. What, what type of stuff are you creating right now? Uh, I just did today. I shot some photos. So I'm working on like a, like a new vision thing that I'm going to throw up on my website. I just finished a drawing of like the homeless dude you saw. Oh yeah. Lavelle, AKA the Crenshaw cowboy. I knew show me some, some prints before. Really? Thank yeah, you. Dude. Those, those were amazing. Thank um, you, man. Is that, are you trying to just build a collection of all different types of stuff? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I was in a position where I was working with so many like different artists and different things. Like, and I think it was like a learning period. I was very thankful for the process. I'm thankful for everybody that like guided me through that process and that I met. It was amazing, you know, to learn. And like I said, the universe, it doesn't make mistakes. So I'm thankful for all the people I worked with. But what I've noticed is I forgot about me. Mm. I forgot that I was an artist too. And I wasn't like worrying about myself. And I think more than anything, that's what kind of like the homeless dude that I met, like 
taught me. And mm. no, and you can easily be like, oh yeah, the homeless dude taught you that because you're going to be just like him. Like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like I feel like the universe is speaking to me through him and what, and what I learned and what he was basically saying. And a lot of different entrepreneurs I love to study and teach is like, you know, are you working towards somebody else's goals or your own? Mm. And I, with this one life, I That's have to very live. important. It made me think of like when I was working at Forever Twenty One. I hated myself. Mm-hmm. I was making money. I I had a little bit of gas, even though I wasn't making a lot. And those go back racks were stupid. Right, <laughs> it's like, right, right. why are people throwing shit everywhere? Like, by the way, like if you go to a store and you unfold something, please like try to fold it. <laughs> even real. though, even though like you don't give a fuck, and that's their job, but still, it probably is going to help somebody hold a day. And that goes back to simple things. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's like. It it made me think like I'm happy, but I'm not like fully happy, man. Like you know, like I'm not like fully doing what I love. I'm not even like creating. I'm not even practicing. I watched an interview about Michael Jackson, and mm-hmm. this is like before he died, I guess. Like a guy named like Brett Ratner or whatever, like interviewed him. It was like a secret interview. I actually watched it the other day. He was like, "If you can go back, what would you do differently?" And Michael fucking Jackson talks that I would practice more. <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, what? 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 I'm not like, and I'm not saying I can't like live life. I can't be young. I can't go out and have fun and everything. So I, you have to do that. But it's like, I haven't been working towards my craft how I need to. I haven't, mm. It hasn't been like a do or die situation for me. It wasn't like even when I was back in high school I wasn't like I have to sit down and I have to finish this drawing this week. No, I was like fucking lollygagging here and there like kind of drawing, kind of not kind of off. And if I would have had somebody or maybe my mom or maybe somebody like you know how you'll see different like kids who are classically trained not mm-hmm. even to that extent of like yeah. forcing me to do something I hate but kind of just like forcing it upon me in a fun cool way Man, like, I don't in today's days yeah, is yeah. a mentor. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. mentor. Like right, if I had right. that mentor or something, no telling where I would have been. You know what I mean? But like I said, the universe doesn't make mistakes, so it's no. like a learning process. And now I'm just like, I, like I said, I've proven to myself like financially, like the universe will set all that stuff up for me. And right now, I'm learning how to just play my part and believe and trust, and also surrender. And not have to act like I'm this fucking robot and know everything. And even though I get scared and freak out, I just have to go back to remembering that vision board, yep. remembering that Ferrari I saw. Straight up. Yeah, even though I don't want a Ferrari, but remembering that that backyard, remember those Razor scooters? Like, I just have to believe. Remember when, like, my mom was like, What are you doing with your life? And everybody's like, What are you doing? Even friends, like, What are you doing, dog? And I have to remember when I was just like, I'm doing art. <laughs> and I just have to go back to that. Even like now as a young adult, like just follow through, continue to do my thing. It's no, it's no way I can lose. Dog. It's like, it's Respect. no, it's no way anybody can lose. It's impossible. The it's, it's the only way you will lose is like, if you do like Michael Jackson said, and don't practice it towards up. your yeah. shit, especially if you're like good, you're decent, you're a good person, you're positive, you're loving, Man, come on, man. I can fucking, and that's all I know. I can do anything I put my mind to. Absolutely. Anything, no matter how much time it might take or whatever, and the learning curves and stuff, I can fucking do it. You know, and me doing my thing doesn't mean like it means that I want to be like a fucking superstar and be on a set because that's not my goal. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? But for my dreams, what they are, I can do it. I know it's possible. We know too many people. (laughs) Straight up. That's doing shit, living life, like just chilling, dog, like, and helping. And, you know, it's it's possible, man. So 
I think right now, yeah, man, I'm just like striving towards my vision and and learning too, because I had this point where it's like, even in school, like as a kid, like I'll, I'll go ride my skateboard, come in, like ride my bike, come in. And my grandma would be like, yo, like, boy, where the fuck you to do? And that basically (laughs) means like, boy, what what are you doing? You want your bike? You want your scooter? You want your skateboard? What do you want? And when my mom got me a motorbike, a mini bike, oh, oh wow, it was fucking over, dog. Yeah. But, but my grandma's just like, "What do you want?" I was like, "Grandma, I want to do everything." Man, you gotta choose one thing. You can't focus, be out here. Yeah. You focus on one thing. Like, grandma, I want to do everything. And when I got in like high school and stuff, it's like trying, kind of doing like a little t-shirt design. Even though I wasn't like fully on it, but it's like, hey, you're amazing, you're great, but uh, you need to focus in on one. thing. I want to do all this shit together. What? And I'm just now getting to the point where, and I even doubted myself, like, I do need to do one thing. But it's like, my my patience is very, like, short, man. Like, especially, I can't, like, draw forever. That's why I, I draw, like, probably, like, once every two months or something. I just can't mm. sit there. But I, I learned how, to, I'm just now learning how to make it work all as one unit and mm. make sense. And that's what took me so long to figure out. Yeah. And now, now I think I got it or it makes sense where yeah. I can make, where I can make the drawings I want to do work, make the graphics work, make the paintings I love and make the music I love and even clothes and all make it work as one thing to where it's, that's me. I'm the artist, I'm the creative. And it, it took time. And even though like I'm not blowing up, I'm not doing things, it's, it's trial and error. And and that's why I'm thankful to go through all these hurdles and different things and have down times and up times and low times because like even those up times and different things that I had, I could have easily been like, Hell yeah, I'm getting money, let's do this. But now nah, like from like learning those wise things from these different like people I was studying, like learning about investing in myself and like that's what a lot of like youth we don't even like learn about. Sure. Like invest and I'm not saying go invest your money in a trust fund or a bond or a different thing. I'm talking about investing in your crap. So if you are trying to like DJ Okay, are you gonna buy the DJ equipment so you can practice every day at home? You know, it's like that follow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's the mix of being, it's the mix of being focused, disciplined, um, following through, and being committed to that. And and I think a lot of people struggle with that. We um, all do. Uh, man. You know, I, do. I think it, it's hard to to commit, but we we hear it all the time. You know, pick one thing and go really really hard on that one so, thing. It's and, so and, man, and, as and, kids, and, it's and, so and, hard, yeah, man. It's, it's hard. But I mean, from what you, where you, from what you're saying to where you are right now, I think is a really cool place because you said something important that it right now you're thinking about what's important to you and mm. your journey in my and, journey, man. And being a little, you know, I hate to use this word selfish, but being a little just more, um, more just finding out what's important to you and being kind of a uh, content and one with that to take your next step to, to figure out what you really want to be doing in the bigger picture. Um, while all these things have, that have led up to this, you know, now it seems like this is the next phase, the next chapter. Exactly. It's, of, it's of a whole, it's doing. a complete shift, man, that the universe is like provided for me and I'm thankful. And I think what also keeps me very motivated is like this, like idea, uh, it's a story of like the Chinese bamboo tree or whatever. And I was telling somebody about this. I think I was telling my girl about this too. Like, the Chinese bamboo tree, or whatever, and it's 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 a story that they tell people, but it's actually a real story. Mm. But you you've seen that picture of like the guy mining, and he's like super close, and he walks away, and then it's another dude that got it. You ever seen that? No. Mm. Part? All right. Anyway, it's like diamonds, and he's memeing for. But anyway, the Chinese bamboo tree is a story of like this guy who he's like a farmer and stuff, and he doesn't uh 
his family is like struggling and they have like little like other plants or like fruits or whatever that he's farming that they're kind of getting money off of but they're like they're like struggling um he, he learned about bamboo how like they're strong they grow big he can get a lot of money for this so he starts growing bamboo and he plants the seeds in the ground and his family's like okay cool and he starts watering them every day and like a year goes by and nothing happens and they're just like oh okay people are kind of laughing at him he starts watering again second year nothing happens and people are still looking at him like yo you're insane and like people are literally laughing at this dude but he's still like believing in the fact that I can do this. Yeah. And, but during that process, he's still like watering it every day. Like that, this is the key thing that like he waters it every day, no matter what it gets to the point where his wife and his family is like, yo, what are you doing? Like we, we are struggling still waters it every day. It got so bad, like three years passed and people in his like village and stuff, they start, uh, they don't even like pay attention to him anymore. He's just now just the crazy what do this watering plants still watering it every fucking day. Family, completely broke still what four years go by still watering it and now just nobody even fucking gives a fuck about this dude still watering five years go by five fucking years of watering a plant every day never stops even when he cries even when he gives up he still waters it out of nowhere he hears like this fucking big shouting and like people screaming and stuff he runs out when he sees like his bamboo starts to finally grow a bit in five years over six months this shit grows 90 feet (laughs) This is the thing that with bamboo though, like you have to water and what I've from at least what I've learned, like with bamboo, you have to water it every day and nurture it every day before, before it can start growing. But you have to do it for five. So you're probably going to water it for like five years and nothing's going to happen. Wow. But then in six weeks or I believe either six weeks or six months, it grows 90 feet from the ground. So, but basically what they're saying, (laughs) what they're saying is does the bamboo grow, uh, 90 feet in in uh five years or six weeks oh, right. you know and that's the tricky thing it's like it's like even though we don't see anything happening in our life people let up like you know even for me i don't have a big following on instagram i don't have like on social networks but like i said at the end of the day that doesn't mean anything to me because when i was living on 36th street with my grandma i didn't care about i didn't even know what instagram was it yeah. didn't exist and I was still like nurturing my craft, working towards it, doing it because it's what I love. But people can easily like, man, I want to be a songwriter. I want to do something. They put out a song and nobody likes it or nobody cares. And they stop. They stop nurturing. They stop shit, nurturing bro. it. And you, I always <laughs> just think about that bamboo thing. Like even if shit's not going right, even if things fuck up, even if like my bank account is on like negative, I'm not going to fucking stop. Like yeah. I won't, I'm going to keep nurturing because as we know, we've all have been in a position where you get that call and it's like that 90 yeah. feet in, yeah. in, a, in a day, <laughs> not up. even in a six weeks in a day. Exactly. Yeah, and, it, exactly. and it's so possible. So that's just kind of what I always think of the, the Chinese. That's bamboo a great tree. way to look at it though. Like <laughs> and it's real, man. Stories. Shout like, out to bamboo. <laughs> Cause like literally something can happen three weeks from now where let's even say just in the world of this digital media sphere, your follower count can go up fucking a hundred thousand, but if you're not on your craft, then what does that matter? Yeah, but in on your craft and working towards it and studying and 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 nurturing, nurturing your, your thing, craft. That, that's the watering. If you're not watering your shit every day, and you're worrying about what people say. 
you're worrying about who follows you, who cares, who doesn't like, who likes. Like you're not even one. You're not even doing it for the right reasons. But two, you're, that bamboo's not gonna grow because you stop watering for a few months, and then that's what I think about now. Like when I was in like high school and shit, I wasn't really nurturing my craft and work fully. I was kind of like bullshitting. I water it once. There's very water. few at that age that dedicate exactly. But it's like now since I know that and I'm wise enough to know that now I need to be on it every day. Something yeah. like. Even if I'm a little tired, like even like a little doodle or a little like computer player, even like li- searching for new songs on the internet, like while I'm in my car on SoundCloud to make a new mix or something, like to DJ or something, it's like something. I can yeah. be doing something. Like we yeah. can all be Adding doing value something. every day. Absolutely. Something, man. So I don't know. Figure out how to turn the hustle into something and, and set up shop like my girl. Set up said, shop, man. baby. Set up shop, man. Set up shop. <laughs> Bringing it all the way back to set up shop. Straight set up. up shop, man. We're going to set up shop. Yeah, this is right here what we're doing here. Like, you guys could have not followed through. You could have. I mean, bro, like, funny story about this is that. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember you were yeah, telling me. Like, Joe hit me like, yo, like, I, I, I you know, and, and I, like, in my head, in, in my heart of hearts in that moment when he told me, like, yo, bro, like, I really have been wanting to start a podcast. I think it'd be great if we do one together. In my heart, I was like, fuck yeah. Right, but in my head I was like, I don't know. What if I'm not good? Like, yeah. what if this shit sucks? Set up shot. Fuck it. Set up shot. Let's get it. Like, yeah. you, like you don't have to like know. Yeah, and you probably didn't know. No, but you're here. Scared, you're I, here. I, I, I yo, the funny story. He texted me. I literally was holding my phone in my hand when he texted me, and I saw it pop up, and I'm looking at it, and I was like, I'm not responding. Four days go by. Four days go by. And he calls me. Like he actually texted me once afterwards, like, yo, what's up? But like in my head, I was like, Oh, you trapping me with the yo, what's up? Like, fuck you. I'm not answering your text. So he calls me four days later. But in that moment, I was like, you know what? Like, fuck this. I've already felt what bottom was. Like, if I want to fuck this, let's go. Let's run it. Like, literally, the phone's ringing. I'm looking at it. I was like, "Yeah, baby, we running this shit." Picked up, yo. I know I didn't. I know I didn't answer your text. Let's run it. Let's go. He's yeah. like, "It was like, yeah." He yeah, actually yeah, said yeah. after that, "Did you get my text?" I was like, "Did you not hear me, dog? Let's run it. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. rock." <laughs> but yeah, that that follow through is powerful, man. Yeah, like, but it takes time. Like, this is the beauty of it, man. There's no absolutes, right? There's a beauty in sometimes not following through, but knowing that you ha- didn't. Right. It's all learning. It's all an accumulation of experiences. Like to me, what I've really come to internalize is it's not about the destination. It's about the pursuit. Right. And what I mean by that isn't like the beauty of how wonderful the journey sounds and the story is. It's that, you know, all of these motivational speakers, all of these people that have done it before, entrepreneurs, athletes, whatever, like. All of these philosophies, most likely we internalize and we know. Like we can watch a video, hear an interview, yeah, and be but like, if you don't Damn, follow, like, if you don't follow that, through, like, yeah, he's so that. right. But like I tell a lot of people that I come across, especially creatives, there's a difference between knowing something's right or knowing something's positive and acting on it. Mm-hmm. because the action, like let's even say like you're a musician or an artist or whatever, talking about your actions isn't as flowery as people make it seem. 
Like the shit doesn't sound as tight as like Instagram and these fucking like but it's radical all the, documentaries. It's all these, it's all these steps. Like even yeah. me sometimes. Yeah, I even want to like skip steps sometimes. No, like, you, and that's the thing. You, you, can't, can't. you can't skip the step. You, you have cannot. to be relentless. You cannot. You cannot. But like man. the beautiful thing is, is like we know that in the trenches is where we gain the most. Mm-hmm. But the trenches suck. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, the trenches are hard. Mm-hmm. The trenches will make you want to fucking quit. The trenches will make you want to roll the white flag up. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's those things that make getting out of them that much better. Well, yeah, then that's why that's. It's not all fucking unicorns mm-hmm. and rainbows no. and like, yeah, dog, this, the call came in and it yeah. was on and popping. The fucking four years before the call came in, you were busting your ass. And I think that's what, like, like for me, like, in school, too, I realized, like, and even growing up, like, people don't tell you about that. Or, like, people don't show you that. They just, like, tell you, if like, oh, you go to college, you're going to do it. You gonna, you know, they need to, like. Be persistent. Be, they need to be strong. They need to be real. Like, with, like yeah. especially the, man, I, it just all goes back to the youth for me. Like, man, I just want to speak to a kid that maybe who can be, like, so powerful and stuff, but they just don't have, like, that wealthy family that their parents work for. You know, like those are like in like my lifetime. That's what I want to do. Like help those kids because yeah. these are the people that are going to really help shape. Because you've been that world. kid. Yeah, because I've, I've been that kid. Like I didn't have it. When I was in elementary, we didn't have anybody come talk to us and tell us things because who wanted to go to this fucking hood ass school and talk to these kids really? Like nobody. Like yeah. it wasn't a thing. But it what you said made me think of like this thing that like. Uh, like Steve Harvey was saying, I know people be like Steve Harvey, what the fuck? But yeah, this guy is like fucking powerful. The cliff too, story, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he just talks about how like man, we stand on the edge of the cliff, and we look at people soaring and flying, and we just stand on the edge. You're too scared to jump, but it's like you have to jump. Yeah. If you if you want to fly, yeah. I mean, you have to jump. But what he said that was really powerful is like, but well, guess what? I'm gonna tell you when you do jump, <laughs> you're gonna get fucked up. You're gonna get cut. You're going to get bruises. You might get knocked out and fall and then wake back up. But it's like eventually then the wings will come and you'll fly. Straight up. I think even me, I'll be honest with you, I'm in the... I'm getting beat up right You're now. You're climbing back up the hill. I'm, I'm low key like, oh my gosh, I need to climb back there, but I just let go and I'm still falling right now and getting hit by clips and shit. But that's okay because that's I, know eventually, it, I know eventually, I know eventually I'm gonna be fine. There's, there's, there's a beauty in that for sure. And I can admit that, you know, I'm not Straight gonna sit here and tell you like, mm. I'm good. no, like I'm, I'm getting fucking beat right now. <laughs> clips that's is it. fucking me up, man. Up, man. <laughs> but shit. That's life, man. That's life. And I'm still setting up shop while I'm falling. You better set up. You better never stop setting up shop. (laughs) Shit, man. Yo, this has been absolutely incredible. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for for you know giving us the time and 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 sharing your story um, so openly. Um, I just hope you know whoever's listening and like take something from this and help and can help them in their daily life and maybe they go talk to that person or they do that thing they want to do or maybe even make some time because we all have time yeah really, if we want to you know when you want to go see that girl or when you want to go Absolutely. see that dude you or when you want to go get that drink on the weekend y'all ask gonna make time so you straight got up. you got fucking tired on here you know yeah. p diddy got time you know he's fucking busy ass dude so straight up where uh where can people connect with you b uh find me on instagram at bw chilling or check out my website you know where everything is by bwc.com and yeah 
I'm sure, or on Anusha's page or somebody, he's going to attack me. Straight <laughs> yeah, go to Anusha's page. Attack his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Get in it. Get in it. <laughs> so, yeah, man, thank you for coming Utmost on, love, man, man for real. Thank you. Uh, Very interesting. Utmost love. This was incredible. Mama, Mama, we going to make it, and we Shit. made it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Mama, right. we just made it. Mama, we just Literally. made it. Literally. Mama, <laughs> we made it.